ladies and gentlemen, very few times do you get to hit milestones. High school graduation, if you're lucky and you serve, boot camp graduation, 100th episode of a podcast, I would have to say, is pretty iconic. Well, we do have some pretty iconic guests, and we hope that you guys stick around and enjoy this, because this is the century episode of the GOAT podcast of the East Coast, the Loki and Jabroni Show. Sit back and enjoy 100, baby. Let's do it. Welcome to episode 100 of the Loki and Jabroni Show. To my immediate right, the namesake of Loki, it is Michael Smith. How are you? I am great. I am Chris. I am the Jabroni. The man in the box who is not in the box today is Eddie, Eddie Focus. Focus. And sitting, sweating bullets. Yeah, we're all sweating bullets tonight. We're sorry, fun. sorry, we're late. Let's start there. Sorry, we're, we're late. Fun. We got uh, Pokey in the house just to uh, be a conscientious supervisor, if you will. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing? Good. We're doing good. Uh, quite a day. Quite a day. Um, wow. Let, let's skip the uh, bullshittery and small talk. Um, episode 100. No one thought we'd get here. Um, I'm happy to shine this up, turn it sideways, and stick it up their ass. But I'm even I'm more good. happy to just be here and to have exceeded all the expectations that we've done since week one. And back up. I want people to see your beautiful face. Oh, hold on. I, I can I can shuffle. Oh, feel free. A uh, couple people I want to shout out um, over the last 100 episodes. Obviously, Viking Entertainment, Algiers Landscaping, Sublime Ink Tattoos, uh, Stand Tall, T-A-L-L, thank a local lawman. Uh, who else do we got that we can thank? Uh, obviously, Eddie, for all his hard work. All of you guys that listen each and every week, and if you're new to the show, Thank you for joining us tonight. This is going to be fucking monumental. Um, you had a great idea, and I want you to introduce it before our guests come on, uh, since this is pretty much a wrestling-centric episode. It was your idea to talk about wrestling and what it meant to us. Wrestling-centric sounds illegal. Oh, no, no, no. That's wrestling-centric people. You can't do that. Not like Ngudi Rachel Dolezal, whatever her new name is. You can't do that. Wait, yeah, she's sure. broken, almost homeless. I, and I love it. I think it's great. She'll be doing porn in about three weeks. Someone, someone yeah, online said. Yeah. Someone online said. Now she really knows what it's like to be a black person. Oh God! <laughs> the views expressed by Eddie Focus are not necessarily those of the rest of the panel, but actually, we it do wasn't agree my with view. I know. Someone said it. it. It was a black person. I almost have to. I almost feel obligated to say something. But anywho, um, let's start with you, man. What what is wrestling meant to you? Over the years. Uh, it's kind of funny because, you know, we grew up in the projects and obviously not a lot of people had the pay-per-views at the time. So we would pretty much gather at one house. Drive to closed circuit. Or, <laughs> or Paul Pont's house because somehow he always had the pay-per-views one. Mm -hmm. And his mom made freaking bang and ass chili. So we were all over that. Um, wrestling back in the day was just kind of like a, a time when everybody just kind of sat down, watched everything. It's funny with wrestling because it's almost like with, with, with regular sports, 
with your team, you almost kind of go through this this fellowship with them, if you will. You know what I'm saying? This 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 trip to the ring to to this championship. And with with wrestling, it, it it almost feels like at the end of the day, the slate is clean. The next the next step up, it's it's a whole new adventure, and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what happened on Monday, as long as your boy turns around and wins this one. You're back right. into bragging rights again. So you lost at this show, but on the next show, my guy's going to come out and whip your ass. And-, and I used to, and I love that, man. I love going to, to, to live venues and, and, and just being able to every, every, every match is like a, is like a whole new fucking, as a whole new sports game. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a whole new, it could be a high flyer. It could be a TLC. It's, it's something that if, if you've never enjoyed wrestling, well, that sucks because you've never given it a chance. Because right. if you really actually give wrestling a chance, you might actually like it as much as you say like football or as much as you like baseball. Yes, we we're to the time where we understand that this shit's scripted now, people. Like it's it's well beyond documented. All right, we're not trying to we're not trying to hide this shit. But it's entertainment value at this point. You know what I'm saying? At this point in our lives, we turn it on because we want to be entertained. Just like any of your freaking live, uh, you know, your, your, what are the reality TV shows oh, that yeah. they have out there? Same thing. They're all scripted. Every single one of these things are scripted, man. How do you want to be entertained is the question. And with me, it's a soap opera with people kicking each other's asses. Right. That's, and it's that's incredible theater. Is, it really know? is. Um, I, I've always had the detractors come and say, well, you, you know, it's fake. You know, it's scripted. And you look at me and say, you know, Rocky was scripted too. Exactly. Oh, wait. Well, that was a movie. This is a movie right in front of you that you can go sit in a seat like a play. You don't think they're killing each other when you go see Hamlet at the local theater. No. You sit, you watch, you have a great time. It's escapism. Exactly. It really is an escape. And for me, it was always there. Having a bad day, end of the week, come Saturday, you turn on your TV, you got four hours of, uh, let see if I remember the progression right. Nine o'clock was Florida. 10 o'clock was world-class out of Texas. Then you had the NWA at 11, and noontime was the WWF. And you just had wrestling, and it was there for you. You know, your teacher pissed you off when you were a kid. That's okay, because you can turn on the TV and watch the Von Erichs kick the shit out of the Freebirds. Oh, what, your mom pissed you off? Hulk Hogan and the Big Boss Man are going to help you get through that aggression. You know, it's music and wrestling go hand in hand. You can lose yourself in what you're seeing or what you're listening to, depending on which genre we're talking about. And you can just escape life. That's why I like going to the live shows as much as I did back in the day. Because for three hours, the rest of the world was out there. You and 18,000 of your friends were sitting in this arena, this concrete dungeon, and having the time of your life. Didn't matter who won or who lost or who flipped or who did this or who turned on their brother or whatever. You had fun. And you talked about it for that hour and a half ride home. If you it was longer than that, you talked about it for the three hour ride home. It was always there, and it's it is now. Thank you to you for turning me back to the product. It's always there for me now. It's an escape for two hours a week because I can't be home Monday nights to watch Raw. Here I am, and I don't really care. I heard the show sucks right now. So are we? Uh, not to not to cut. Are we live YouTube? Or are we live Facebook? YouTube. YouTube. We're live YouTube right now. Okay. So let the folks know that we're live on the YouTube channel. Okay. By the way, subscribe to this here YouTube channel. You get all sorts of neat shit. And don't forget www.patreon.com forward slash Loki and Jabroni. Donate to the show as little as $1 a week or as much as $5,000 every single minute. 
That would be the best gift ever. That is the best <laughs> gift ever. It really is, though. And, and really, help the show out because we can use all the help we can get. Eddie's nodding because he knows we could use all the help we can get. Um, yeah. Say something. Shop good. the sponsors. Yes, absolutely. What do we got? Zounds. We got Amazon. We got uh, Fandango. WWE. What is the wine cooler gimmick? Uh, King King King, King Cooler. King Cooler. Yes. Go to LokinJabroni.com. King Bottle. King Bottle. King Bottle. Go to LokinJabroni.com. Hit any one of those affiliate links. No hidden fees. No extra charges. Bookmark it once you click our link. That way, every time you go back, All you're you right do there. Is hit that bookmark. No it's hidden very fees. Very simple. Yeah. Same great shopping, and they kick back just a little bit to help us uh, pay for equipment, camera stands, headphones, microphones, beer budget, what have you. I can say the WWE shop right now is doing 20% off title belts and 30% off T-shirts with code titles and T's. Nice. Only for two days. Okay, so guys, get on that. If you're, uh, if you're listening to this now and you're a WWE fan, please go click that link when the show's over. Today, today being March 6th. Yes. Make it clear. If you're listening on audio-only format on the 11th, sorry, that is beat. However, there's always a sale, and Ed's always putting up when these sales on uh, when these sales go hot on the Loki and Jabroni Facebook page. I've also seen you do it on the Twitter page, too, which is great, at Loki and Jabroni. Please go follow that. Since we're speaking of wrestling, yes. um, obviously my boy uh, Randy Orton has uh, defiled... The Wyatt's campaign. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And set Sister Abigail's resting place ablaze. Um, what do you what do you make oh, of it? And, know, and not only on top of that, he said, "Screw you and your title belt." Yeah, pretty much. Um, I, I had a hard time following this. Uh, Zach and I took a long car ride today, and we were talking about it. He gave up the title match after he won the Royal Rumble and said, "I won't fight you." So they do the whole gimmick with the Battle Royal, and now AJ's in line, and now Randy Orton burns down the Wyatt family compound, and he's coming for you. But you have nothing left because you gave up your opportunity. What, are, what exactly are you coming for? This is, this is lame duck booking. He's, he's coming to embarrass him. He's going he's gonna to make sure that AJ Styles gets that belt from him. I'm not going to argue with that. I'd like to see AJ win that belt. I'd like to see Finn Balor win that belt. I... I I would have been happy with Orton, but they, come on, this was this was quick booking. I think I think you guys, I think a lot of people forget that you know the the Wyatt clan did have a little little something to do with uh, Randy Orton taking off there for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I must have missed that. Um, they had they had a little part in that injury, so I mean, okay. he's he's he still kind of has a little little thing against them. I mean, he's always that's that's the that's the that's the beauty of Randy Orton is you never know when he's going to come back. He is a viper. He truly is a viper. He's a snake to the end. You don't know when that motherfucker's going to bite snake, you. Snake chameleon heart. He's shedding that skin Dude, all he's, the time. He's, he's gonna he's gonna bite you at some time. And Bryant no, Bray, Wyatt's. He's getting bit, man. Mm -hmm. He's going to get bit. I'm telling you. What do you think of the results that came from last night with Bill Goldberg winning the Universal Championship from Kevin Owens? And I think it was, uh, what, 28 seconds? It's once again, I I mean, I appreciate what they're doing. They're, they're, making, um, <clears throat> they're making Goldberg stand for what Goldberg was, and it is. It's, but unfortunately, it goes back to that feeling that we've always felt, that he has this heart murmur. He has this problem physically that uh, doesn't allow him to go past certain levels on these matches. Well, he's also 55 but, years old. I get that, but so is the Undertaker, but he still will wrestle with with uh Triple H twice a year. For uh, yeah, but twice a year, right, but let's let's do the math. 
if you really take the time that Goldberg's put into the matches, 58 seconds against Brock Lesnar first time, 28 seconds the second we time. We figured it out earlier. 55 seconds now. What are you talking about? This is like, what, a, a four-minute match right if now? If Goldberg were an hourly employee right now, he'd have $2.61. Yeah, there you go. See, this is my point exactly. The guy is not built for longevity. He's not built as far as matches. Oh, he wasn't you back can have, either. Look, you can, exactly. This is our questions that we've always had about him. Mm -hmm. What is his problem that he can't do this? Is it because they're trying to make this image because he's bad, badass? Because let, let me be honest with you. If you throw him physically up against fucking Ryback. The man's built like a house. I, yeah, yeah, but so is Ryback. I'm sorry. Ryback is younger, stronger, and the only thing he doesn't have is, say, the intelligence that Goldberg has. But I'm sorry. If you go round for round with Ryback, Goldberg's going to get broken down. But and Ryback's a guy point. who's hurt more people than he's helped. Physically, it's like it's like Seth Rollins all over I again. I agree, I agree, but that's my point. Why do we keep buying the fact that Goldberg can do these thirty-eight second matches? Why are we buying this bullshit? Because it's the way he's been booked from the time he hit the word "go." When was the last, the only match I think he went more than sixteen minutes? There was like two Hogan, Hogan. and Page. I was going to say yeah, Hogan and Page. That's Hogan it. and Page. That's the Rumble. The rumble, well, that doesn't count. You're yeah, but he was of, always sitting in the corner. Right. He was sitting in the corner breathing over here, or he was over there leaning I up against the road. I could go 60 minutes. Okay, and, are and we back? Yeah. Sorry about and that. Let's, let's, I could go 60 minutes in the Royal Rumble at 44 years old, non-wrestler, and all I have to do is, like Jericho did, and, and I'm not picking on Jericho, that was a that was the booking gimmick, hide out for 60 minutes. Every time, Yeah, and Jericho did a good job of that. He did a very good Goldberg job of that, by the way. If you remember, he was the only person that kept draping over the ropes or hanging over in the corner, and somebody kept checking on him. Mm -hmm. Like, you got to worry about somebody's physicality at this point, man. That's it's not a you know, it's do we do we book him because it's what he's known for, or do we book him because that's all his health allows? Why oh. did he stop playing football? Torn. Does anybody ever ask that? He ripped his groin muscle off the bone, and NFL wouldn't clear him to come back. The, or that team, the NFL would not clear him to come back. He tried two other camps, and they would not let it. The NFL said no. You're a liability to our league. But he can lift up the giant in a jackknife powerbomb thingy, jackhammer. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like You played football. I did not. So this is where I'm asking you, who played some sort of organized football. Yeah, but he was a defensive end, am yes. I not mistaken? Yes. Okay, so that's pushing. Mm -hmm. That's that's a completely – I was cornerback. That's okay. off of running I'm, – I'm like running with people. When you are defensive end, you are, boom, right up in people's faces. You're pushing against them. But you're, you're pushing off, them. if I'm not mistaken, with your feet oh, yeah, and so lurching forward. What do you think you're doing when you're doing the jackhammer? What do you think you're doing when you're spearing I'll somebody? Buy it, I'll buy it. When you're, when you're sitting in the corner lurching like he does. I'll buy it, but I'm going to ask you 30 seconds twice a week or 60 minutes or let's call it 30 minutes because each team has the ball pretty semi-equal. I just don't think, I just don't think a groin injury keeps you out of a physicality, something like that. Fine. You don't get cleared by the NFL. I get that. But you don't start lifting 500-pound men into the air with the same injury is my point. Okay. No, he, I'm buying it. He's been billed 
for a 38, 58-second match for a reason. And it's not because of his groin injury, because the boy has strength. Yeah. He has proven his strength time and time again. He has deadlifted people into the jackhammer for right. crying out loud. So if I were to if I were to draw the timeline when he got out of the league in ninety-three and then debuted and trained in wrestling in ninety-six, making his big debut in ninety-seven, winning the title in ninety-eight. There's a three-year window between end of football and professional wrestling. I'm not a doctor. I don't pretend to be. I don't play one on TV. I'm guessing three years is a pretty good convalescence time. Could he have gone back to the NFL? I think the window closed. I don't think he could have made an impact going back to the NFL. Fucking how old was freaking Kurt Warner? Wasn't he like 37 when he got into but the league? But he had been constantly playing in the, uh, the hell is that league, the, the Arena League and the Canadian League. Yeah, but they got they got an eight eight week season, if I'm not mistaken. I, I mean, don't know. Come on, man! You're talking about guys that still take a halftime break and drink beer on the sidelines like they did back in the <laughs> NFL. I'm serious, man. I'll buy it. They're over there drinking beer. My problem with Canadian it, Molson because this shit is bomb, and I'm I can not, drink I'm it not, for free during halftime. I'm not buying it because it wasn't like he put over. He was put over somebody aging. Jericho's in his mid forties. Big just, Show's in his late forties. He put over one of the youngest, most talented guys. And this is what drives me insane. Exactly. You yeah. have you have a person like Sting. You have an icon like Sting. You have the chance to make Sting become an intricate part of the WWE. He wants to become a part of the WWE, and you throw him in with a hack that fucking destroys his career. Then you turn around and you bring Goldberg out of nowhere. You give him the belt. You give him 58-second matches. You make him embarrass Mm -hmm. Brock Lesnar. He embarrassed Brock Lesnar, the man that destroyed the streak. So why are we handing everything to Goldberg? Why does this man deserve this 58-second golden platter? I sure wish I knew. I sure wish I knew. I feel like they're setting him up for disaster. Possibly. Possibly. That's what they did for Sting, and Sting didn't get shit. Sting got a whole lot of fuck you in the ass. That's why he's charging people $120 for a fucking picture and a fucking autograph right now. Because he got fucked up the A. Once again, McMahon, right up that chooper. There you go, buddy. Oh, hey, Goldberg. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, I remember how you used to fuck me in the ass. Sure, wow, buddy. Oh, hello. Let me give you a 38-second fucking match. No, really. You, you want like, the truth? You I'm act, giving you, you the act fucking like he truth. played for the Patriots with all that buff fucking you're talking he about. He really did. I had to. He played for the Falcons, but... I had to. Yeah, he did. <laughs> we still haven't seen you in that jersey, buddy. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to score one so I can make good on my bet. I've been in contact with everybody, and now you've asked me about it. It's going to happen. I owe you guys. I don't squeal away from my bets. Yeah, but there's a, time limit. there's a time limit, and it's now been elevated. You must star in a Bukaki film. Wearing Absolutely a not. New no. Bukaki. No Bukaki here. Um, wow. Just, I don't think anything else came out of that show, Fastlane, last night that was worth talking about. I read all the results, and uh, past Owens and Goldberg, it was all standard I'm just, Monday Night I'm Raw. I'm sick of the old shit, man. I'm, we got so many great new wrestlers. Oh, I said that before when uh, Triple H beat Sting. I, I got it. I understood it. And then AJ yeah, comes exactly. in and Jericho beats him. It's like, let them and that's why elevate I didn't the new guys. I didn't understand why they let Jericho win. That that pissed me off. And I like Jericho. Mm-hmm. Let, let's put that. I actually like Jericho. And I liked what they did there. But I don't like what they did to him. I think this is why, like, uh, I think 80s wrestling was so good. Because, like, all the old 70s wrestlers 
they were there, but they were more in like a management capacity. Remember Bruno San Martino yeah. Was, yeah. was a commentator. Yep. And he only came out of retirement because of the Randy Savage deal. If you remember that. Yeah. Exactly. Remember yeah. The, the, the bear hug that they had to pull him off. Yep. And yeah. he was just, and it was like, it, it, he was just like, I'm coming out of retirement. I'll take your title. Then I don't give a shit. I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, Bruno. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that is great use of legends right Ex- there. Because Tremendous. exactly, you don't have to fucking pull through and have them do all the shit that mm-hmm. they had to. And that's like what I feel like they're doing with Goldberg, man. It's ridiculous what right. they're doing with them. Seriously. I, I'm not, I, I, again, I, I don't buy it only because if it were someone with a little more season behind him, Triple H, Big Show, somebody who's got tenure, Cena, same thing. If he did, if Goldberg had come in to beat Cena, it would be better. You beat one of the youngest. Cena's had one the of the longest the, matches. Right. If I'm not mistaken, t- I mean, you had the Iron Man match, which obviously was Shawn Michaels and uh, Bret, Hart. Bret Hart, which was fucking phenomenal. I mean, that was phenomenal. Um, Kurt Kurt Angle was another one that did Iron Man match. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys, you literally are. And it's not like they're just sitting there just like uh, hugging each other for 45 minutes of the match. They are giving you 110% of themselves every freaking every ounce of this match. It's absolutely incredible. And yet we could turn around and we give this motherfucker 58 seconds to beat Kevin Owens. I don't like Kevin Owens. I'm not buying him. I really am not. I, they're shoveling. I love him. They're shoveling him down my throat. But my God, you gave him the fucking belt. Let the kid fucking have it. Let him fucking control it right oh, now, dude. He's on the fucking motorcycle. When you, Let him fucking when, when drive. When you talk about getting it shoved down your throat, I'm, I'm going to point to I'd rather have Kevin Owens, who people are paying to watch him lose, much like they did back in the day with Honky Tonk Man, and he had the long fucking love that. title run. I yeah. love that, by the you way. Wanna, you want to pay your money to see the bad guy get beat. What I don't want to see is some schmuck like Roman Reigns get shoved down your throat and be given everything, and the Everybody's people are still sick of Roman pissing Reigns. all over him. Even his family is sick and let's tired give, of him. Let's give John Cena a lot of Your credit. old mama sick of you, boy. Right? Let's give John Cena a lot of credit. You know, I sat in the crowd uh, in... July, August, can't remember when, at the SmackDown, right down here at the Mohegan Sun Arena. Half the crowd's like, let's go, Cena. I'm the guy. Cena sucks. Half and half. But you know why I did that? Because it was fun. It's awesome. Do I think Cena sucks? Absolutely not. That guy can put on a fucking show. And at the end of the day, that's what you want. And like we said a Roman million Reigns times can't before, do that. the guy is what? I think he's the... He's number one for Make a Wish, right? Isn't he? Oh yeah, number he, one? he got like, number one last year sometime. Yeah, beat Michael Jackson, beat Michael Jordan, just ridiculous, beat everybody. Man, just ridiculous. He does anything. If somebody what, what's has the latest one? He just took a bunch of kids to see Logan. I think. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, great on, fucking man. movie, by the way. It's awesome. Dude. Anybody That's... who likes John Cena, I want you to call this number later. It's five one five eight zero eight two three six two. You'll thank me later. That's all. <laughs> Thank me. You'll thank me later. No, he's he's great. He's great. Like any of the, you know, any of the any of the superstars that donate as much time as they do and dedicate as much. Big Show, of course, he's not in the limelight as much, but he, the stuff that he oh, does yeah. are is absolutely Sting used incredible. to do it. Page used to do it. Uh, show did it for a lot of years. Um, you know, you know what one bothers me that he doesn't do it because it's that whole I have to stay in character. The, the Undertaker should have been the top. In my opinion, one of the top Make a Wish guys, but he's got this thing about staying in character, and if it's it, it's funny uh, because probably uh, his contract. One of the things that I'm going to bring up that I think a lot of people know, but I was going to bring it into a different sort of question was Brother Love came up with the Undertaker gimmick. Yeah, I heard that on uh, 
something to wrestle with. Yeah. And, and very soon, so, again, sorry about the delay. Uh, Conrad and Bruce are busy. They are on their way. Do you know um, what the original name of Undertaker was supposed to be? It was be? Kane the Undertaker. The Undertaker he used yes. it, I think, twice, once so on television. Yeah, isn't that kind of ironic that not only did he invent, and this this was my uh, essentially my question is going to be to him, is not only did he invent The Undertaker, but essentially he invented Kane too. And they are two of the most recognizable Iconic. Iconic symbols to date. You could throw a mask of Kane out there and the Undertaker symbol and people are Kane and Undertaker. Oh, yeah. It's like, a lot like, you know, and you can go to baseball and you throw up a picture of Derek Jeter or Poppy and people go, that's Derek Jeter. That's Big Poppy. You can go to music. You know, you see the four faces. That's Kiss. Or you see like the um, any logo. Like if you if I uh, Tommy Summers on his uh, if you guys don't know who Tommy Summers is, three sides of the coin, go check them out on his uh, Facebook that cover photo behind your regular photo, yeah, yep. he had the letters that said Minnesota. But you look at it and you go, that's Metallica. Iconic. You know the lettering. You can look at the big arches and say McDonald's. You know. You don't even have to fucking read. And you know those things. Exactly. The, the, everything Who has symbolic. the golden arcs? McDowell's. McDowell's. And they have the big Mick. And they got the Mick. The bun has no seeds. <laughs> the big <laughs> <laughs> That was fantastic. Thank you. Um, no, but going to your that point. That was our movie trivia today, folks. Yeah, going, going back to Great your point movie. on iconicism, um, you have one in every generation. We were blessed in the late 90s, early 2000s to have several. You got The Rock, you got Stone Cold, you got Triple H, you got Big Show, we Undertaker. We had the King. greatest wrestling to date. What they're showing us now and what they're trying to do now is they're trying to rehash and they're trying to bring back the excitement that we used to have. Remember remember when they used to say, don't go away or you'll miss it. What oh, do yeah. we do? We didn't go away, dude. Somebody's got to go get a beer, man. What was it? Um, <laughs> Tony Schiavone, who has a podcast, Conrad, I want to talk to him about that when he comes live. He's doing a podcast with Shivani, and that was Shivani's thing. Don't go away. We'll be right back. We don't know what's going to happen. We'll let you know what's going on. And that commercial hits, and you know you have two minutes and 30 seconds to get your ass to the bathroom, piss yourself, go to the fridge, get a beer, get your ass back to the couch, and what happens when you come back? You do back? rotation, man. Who's peeing? Who's grabbing beer? Who's yep. grabbing popcorn? I mean, you had that thing rotated, man. Mm-hmm. You had it rotated. You had your favorite channel. You'd be switching over on the And thing. this is, guys, before the days of being able to pause live television with exactly. your little TV gimmick. we never gimmick. heard of that shit. No. You were Hell rec- no. The, the best thing that we could do was record Raw or yep. record WCW Nitro. It was one or the other, and we decided what we were going to watch before oh, yeah. we watched it. And I, That's I, the I, had the, it I had the luxury, the blessing of working a late job where I got out at midnight and Nitro would restart. They would play a replay at 1 a.m. Yeah. So when I got out at midnight, I get my ass home. I watch Nitro from midnight to 3 in the morning. At 3 in the morning, I clip on my videotape. There's Raw from 3 to 5 a.m. I go to sleep. I do it all over again for the next week. The best week. thing about that was you didn't have any Facebook, so nobody was fucking up the title matches for you. You didn't have... <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? I had a guy, and I'm sure he's watching right now, and you know who you are, motherfucker. I'd be at work, and the phone rings like, hello? Oh, my God! You're not going to believe what I just saw! Click. Click. <laughs> exactly. Phone rings again. Yeah. No! That. Can I just tell you... This was his famous line. Can I just tell you one thing? Fuck! Go ahead. Tell me one thing. Mick Foley and Triple H and this... Gotta go. I don't want to know. I, I'm taping this motherfucker and every Monday night it's the same story, same old song and dance. Exactly. But you're right. Exactly. It was it was in the days the internet was really creeping and there wasn't a lot of spoilers. 
But now, I mean, fuck. How many people, just show a hand today, how many people did not check their social media today? No hands went in the air. All of us checked it. I was trying to think. I think I, I think I had like two. I was actually I was, I was actually, in a conversation was, with you today. I was, say, I was actually media. I was actually low today. That's why I was going to say it wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't there. Like, but but something sparked a conversation right? that brought me there. Look, but there yes. are times. There are times when I'm not home for a NASCAR race and I stay the fuck away from Facebook because I'm either recording it on the TiVo gimmick or I'm going to watch it right. on the replay on Fox Sports One. And I or make, you're lying to somebody. I make the mistake. I make the ungodly mistake of turning it on and the Facebook, like uh, you guys will, we do this all week. We send each other messages, talk about the format, talk about the, the subject, this, that. And I see it and I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm going to click on my Facebook. The fucking minute I turn on, I was like, Harvick involved in 18 car wreck. Well, fuck this game. I'm out of here because yeah. I just ruined it for myself. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's, it's kind of funny how you say like, because the internet really does ruin things. Now you think about it. Kong Skull Island isn't even out. Mm -hmm. It's out this Thursday. And already we know at the end of that movie, Godzilla roars <laughs> and the monsters that are involved that beat up or that Kong beats up are from the Godzilla, from the Gojira Godzilla era. They've already told you that. And the movie's not even out yet. People, you know what I'm saying? We knew Han Solo died before the fucking. Oh, I, did. I didn't. I, I didn't. did. I did. I, before and, and I, even I had a feeling there, they might do it, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't actually realize it until they some jackass the fucking wrote that shit in a fucking Warhammer page. All right, really, Warhammer motherfuckers, Warhammer. It isn't even anywhere close to the Jedi Academy, you motherfucker. It's a whole mm -hmm. other galaxy. I, I told away. this story right here on this show the week at we all went and saw it like within eight nine days of each other. And I went to the movies, and of course, before you go in, the woman's got to go to the bathroom, waiting, getting your popcorn and gimmicks and stuff. And I wanted to go, but I'm like, nah, man, we're already like creeping on time. I need to get in and see this movie and whatever. Two and a half hours later, I go piss. I chose the stall. I locked the door. I turn around. I unfurl the beast. And right there on the wall, written in Sharpie, was Han Solo dies. <laughs> I'm like, boy, am I glad I didn't piss myself before the fucking movie. And that's what the internet does to wrestling. And for for a while, and I will, I've so drawn, the internet does to everything. Right, I've drawn now. this line for wrestling where I stopped watching, and I'm going to ask Bruce about this when he comes on. Um, in 2007, I won't get into it. Until Dude, Bruce mind blown. Here. You want to hear something that blows your mind? Sure. You you can actually Facebook Live from fucking basic. Basic boot camp. No, I don't want to talk about that. Let's save that for next week. Oh, fuck that's yeah. Some somebody, somebody, somebody fucking, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This that's is some bullshit. Do you, can you imagine that? Could you, yeah, could you imagine that, dude? Could you imagine being like, hold on. I have to take a selfie. Hold on, drill BRM, sergeant. BRM. Hold on, drill sergeant. Let me tell you something. That's no, I have, a, I have a friend. Right now. I have a friend that sends me Snapchats from the shooting range all the time. And I'm like, dude, I don't think you're supposed to do that. Text me. No, see, and and you you gotta you gotta put this into perspective. Is that it is now twenty seven years ago that I went through boot camp and AIT, which makes it twenty twenty five years ago that this gentleman went through boot camp and AIT and all that mess. There was once a week, you had a handful of quarters. You called and you had X amount of time, and you pumped those quarters in. Hey, mom, everything's great. Love you. Gotta go. I gotta call grandma. Click. Hey, grandma, this and that. Gotta go. And somebody's got their little stopwatch, and they're saying. Five, four, 
three, two. Okay, Grandma, love you. Got to go. Bye. Click, and the next guy goes in. Because they want you to get used to going long periods without contacting your loved ones. Exactly. What's going on? But heaven forbid you ask an 18-year-old today, hey, we need you to put your little gimmick phone down. You have to do your training. What? What, what are you asking me to do? Are you asking me to not have contact with my family? This will scar my little psyche. Like the video we talked about last week with the uh, coach of the Louisville ladies basketball team who said, fuck participation trophies. Let's teach the kids what life is all about. That's what basic training in any of the five branches does. But what are you saying to these kids when it's like, oh, you got your little gimmick phone? Bring it. Let's have a good time. Hey, I'm out on the BRM range. Let me take a selfie. Go you ever ahead. see Biloxi Blues? Yes. Uh, One of my favorite lines I've stolen from that over the years, and uh, Zach's heard it a million times, it's Africa hot. <laughs> it's Mozambique hot. I was going to say, like, Christopher Walken, even though his character was totally fucked up, we know this. Best line he ever said is, I'm trying to save these boys' lives. Yeah. And that's, I've obviously never gone through boot camp, but. That's my impression of what boot camp Renaissance Man. If you've never seen Renaissance Man, go out and see it. Gregory Hines was the drill sergeant. I love uh, Gregory Hines. Danny DeVito was the civilian instructor. And he's Danny DeVito was teaching the kids Hamlet. And it's it's teaching them how to think outside the box. But the drill sergeant's teaching them combat. And the best line of that movie, in my opinion, is Gregory Hines says, I have 68 days to teach these kids how to save lives in combat. In combat, Bill. So I don't think they're going to get that reading some fruity tooty Shakespeare book with the English teacher. And then at the end, he gets it. He understands. He's trying to teach them there's different ways. You can think this way and you can learn to save lives in combat. But at the end of the day, you need to be able to think in a circle. You think outside the box. I've never actually seen the movie. I'll have to watch it. Go out and check it out. It's I love phenomenal. Gregory Hines. Everything I've ever seen Gregory Hines is, is great. It's phenomenal. So as we wait for Conrad and Bruce, because obviously... And Loki. And Loki, because he's doing his thing. And now you're going to wait for me. Oh, dear Lord. Step in his seat. Show's we'll over. We'll, we'll talk to you. Pokey's going to... Don't unplug us again. Thank you. Now that you're sitting in that seat, um, you are a guy who, for... Wow, I don't know how many years it was like, oh, Chris, let's watch Raw. Oh, let, let's. It was just lame duck, man. Every time we turn it on, it was the big show in Kane. Never failed. It was lame duck. Tell me what I missed. I mean, what made it okay for you and what made it special for you between 2007 when I bowed out, not that I knew you then, and 2015 when I picked it up again? What That eight year period, there had to be something that kept you embroiled in the product. Well, for me, when I was younger, I only watched SmackDown, and that was back when I'd catch it the next day. I'd record it the night before. Much like you said, people would spoil it, but uh, during that time period was when I started watching Raw, so it was just a new world to me. Okay, fair enough. Now you got to move because Ed's back. What? See, this is what you guys don't see. Audio only, folks. You really need to check out the live feeds Monday. You get to see all the hokey pokey with the seats and stuff. Once again, just because the guy in the box goes to take a piss doesn't mean, doesn't mean you get to jump in the box. Folks, we need a fourth microphone. Go to www.lokingjabroni.com. Donate, buy, whatever. Whatever you got to do, money. man. It's all good. All of it. So, Ed, you have some wrestling 
knowledge, experience. I know you talked about as a kid, you dug Rowdy Rowdy Piper, you dug certain guys. Um, what was it for you, man? What made you a fan? Well, I kind of I kind of fizzled out uh, late nineties, but fair. Uh, um, I don't know. Like, I love the drama at the time. Like, I thought the eighties had some of the best drama, and the most interesting characters. You know, it's like like talking about Hulk Hogan and Roddy Piper. Like, it was total. Those were. You know, Hulk Hogan could mop the floor with Roddy Piper at any point. You know, there was no contest. But it's like it's like they get in the ring together. It's like, what is Roddy gonna do? If you, you know, and and here's where again, not that the internet spoiled this, but learning and over the years, you know me, I'm gonna search for every last shred of information I can find. Uh, Roddy Piper was a Golden Gloves boxer. Uh, Hulk yeah, Hogan he boxed Mr. T in WrestleMania too. That was fake. Come on, you're killing me. No, right that now. was legit, man. That was the only <laughs> real thing. They ever did. <laughs> Anyhow, um, Hulk Hogan was nothing but a bar musician. So he played baseball. What I knew, what I knew then, like you said, oh, Hulk Hogan, if he got his hands on Piper, he's going to tear him apart. And then when I'm 35 years old, I realize, oh, Piper was a Golden Gloves boxer. He had knocked the ever loving shit out of Hogan. But when you're, well, that was his style, though the the, the, right. the cheating cheap when, shot. But when you're fighter, a kid, you know? when you're a kid, you see, okay, six six two ninety versus six two two twenty five. Yeah, little guy's going down. I buy it. Um, MMA proves that uh, you, you, a, a good little man cannot beat a good big man. Mm-hmm. They can't. That and and MMA has taught me that. What? Well, you know what? I. I Obviously, I'm not like very religious these days, but one of the things like was these always days. Yeah, one of the things that was always great is like Hulk Hogan. It's like he was like you know check out the he was like checked out the 24 inch pythons, but then he said like you can do this too. You gotta say your prayers, work out, and eat your eat vitamins. vitamins. You know, like yeah. I don't know. I it was the kind of message you like to hear when you're a kid because it's like oh I can do it. Kind of like Ron Jeremy and porn it makes you believe anybody can fuck these hot chicks. If you're getting paid, absolutely. You show me, other than Biggie, a big fat fuck that's got a hot wife, and I'll show you guys got a lot of money. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. Anywho. But you were a guy, and you said it. Um, when Piper passed away, you were the guy that brought to the table, and it was uh, the third episode of You Know What's Fucked Up. It was like, hey, Piper died. We need to say something. I had no plans. And you were like, dude, that, that was my favorite when I was a kid. Why was he your favorite? Oh, he just, I don't know. He just added something to the whole, he added something to the whole plot or like, I love Piper's pit. Like I, I liked Piper when he's a heel, but when he turned anti-hero, he was the fucking best. Like the whole thing with Adrian Adonis, that's mm-hmm. when I was just like, and he like, uh, his leg was broken. And, uh, like, uh, I remember the Saturday night main event. And somebody was supposed to fill in for him. I think it was uh, they had magnificent Morocco in there. Yeah, fight Adrian Adonis. Piper shows up in the fucking cast, points him and says, "You right out." He didn't do shit. It just yeah. And then the bell rings. He swings the fucking crutch at her. It's him, her. (laughs) It's all right. For the record, Adrian Adonis was hetero. He's playing a character. Yeah, I know, but I you know what I I loved Adrian back in the the tough New York biker days. That was one of my guys when I was a little kid. And then the whole adorable gimmick came, and I was just like, oh, God, please. There's that, no that's, way. I mean, it's not the greatest match, but that match between him and Adrian Adonis at WrestleMania three was oh. fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it, that was like his retirement match. 
according to him. Yeah, and then you know, three years later, he came back. On again, off again. But well, you look you at know. a guy like Adonis, who was 300 pounds at that time, and he moved like a lightweight. He was the Yokozuna before Yokozuna was cool. He was also, I think he's also one of those ones that invented the, like, uh, stealing your special move. Oh, yeah. Folks, I don't know if you're tuning in, but uh, we have Conrad. Conrad Thompson. Welcome, sir. Hey, hey how's it going, guys? How are you? Oh, we're, we're doing wonderfully. <coughs> it's great to have you here. Megastar extraordinaire. He's got his own T-shirt. If you go to www.prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Bruce Pritchard, don't put a T in his name. Put a T on your back. You can get a Conrad Thompson T-shirt right now. Yeah, and you need that. I'm just saying, roll tide. Get it over at BrucePritchard.com right now. <laughs> Dude, payday, I'm on it. I'm raising Miller Light in your honor, sir. Um, Thank not you, sir. sure where Bruce is right now, but I'd love to ask you some questions while we wait. He's right beside me. Oh, is he? Rock on. Is he at the Conrad? Two for the price of one. Yeah, we're here. Nice. You guys rock. Um, listen, uh, something to wrestle with is blowing up. It has been for the last six months. How did you guys meet, and when did you decide to make this a podcast? Go ahead, Bruce. Well, you know, Conrad and I met through Ric Flair and just uh, kind of became friends, started talking about different things, and we worked together in the mortgage industry and conrad would always kind of pick pick people's brains and ask a lot of questions man kind of a nosy guy and we'd always like to ask hey man what happened when this happened or what happened when this happened and i would go on to kind of tell him different stories here and there and he looked at me one night after telling a story and said man that's a podcast yeah, right. That ain't never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that you guys have this, like we have here, this sort of brotherly, how do I put it, argument. Every now and again, I hear Conrad go off on Bruce or Bruce go off on Conrad, and there's a lot of F you and kiss my stuff and stick it down your mouth. But at the end of it, there's, uh. a, hand, there's a handshake and everything's good. Um how important is – when did you find out you had this chemistry together? Uh, when I told him to fuck off. <laughs> and he took it well. No, you know, one of the first days we hung out uh, was during <clears> – <throat> I guess it was Alabama-Texas A&M. Yeah. We uh, watched the football game together. Bruce is not a giant football fan, uh, but he knew that my household was uh, roll tight all the way. And he started trolling people who were guests at my house and – uh we knew that uh, we had a friendship. God bless Texas. Roll Tide. Go Buckeyes. Yeah, whatever that is. What the hell's that? <laughs> <laughs> and here I've been sticking up for you all week with the Millerite and Crown Royal. You're killing me right now. Um, we're still waiting on Loki. He's uh, taking care of some business upstairs. Um, right now, if you had to pick one episode you've done in the 30 or so you've had out there, what is your favorite episode you've done yet? Bruce, what about you? You know, this is going to sound strange, but my favorite episode that I had the most fun with is probably the XFL. I loved it. Loved it. Conrad, what was your favorite? Uh, I liked the Sunny episode. <laughs> I thought the Sunny episode was pretty fun. Do you, can you share with our listeners the hashtag from that episode? Well, I think the one everybody really likes is uh, hashtag... She put it. <laughs> she put it. 
<laughs> Live and in living color. <laughs> that little girl to put it on that man. Hey, you know what? We haven't done this before, but I want to, and we'll do it on our show eventually. We're not gonna do it on camera. Let's fucking practice. They're not filming this. <laughs> yes, actually, Conrad, we are. Oh, well, oh goddamn! Well, we gotta. Uh, <laughs> we don't need that out there then. <laughs> Never mind. All right. I told enough. Chris to clear this with you first, so <laughs> we did. I said it was live streamed. I didn't know it was video. Whoops. Oh hell! I right. told you to check. All right. Yeah, we we actually we actually have two midgets actually performing exactly what you guys are going through right now. Oh my so god! I like it. Was detailed right. information. We'll get that down for you. All right. So now that Loki's back, we're going to get back on format, and we're going to start the actual body of the interview. So, sir, take it away. So, how you gentlemen doing this evening? We're good, buddy. I hear you there, man. I'm dealing with teenagers. You remember those awesome things? Yeah, I got two of them. Yeah. They, did you love when they get mouthy in this new millennial thing? We just can't slap the crap out of them, you know, without actually, you know, having them call 911, except we could take their phone away. How do you guys yeah, feel about that? See, the- I'm at the age now where if, if something like that happens, I could just say it's parental abuse. <laughs> see, I'm, try- I'm trying that. I'm trying that. Do, do you guys, like, have references on that? Are there hashtags that I can use on this, a reference? Hashtag pull out. <laughs> it's worked for me so far. <laughs> Hashtag not my kid. <laughs> Ed, Ed's the only guy at the table without a kid, so uh, at least biological, anyway. So um, we uh, we've recently been uh, catching up on you guys' show, and it was brought to our attention much uh, through your interview, actually, with the uh, the brother love that um, the Undertaker name was actually brought up by. Brother Love himself, and actually, we kind of broke it down. You came up with both superstars because it was supposed to be Kane, the Undertaker. I mean, did you really think that when you came up with something like that, that it was going to blow up? Like we're talking, like what, twenty-eight years? Yeah, three, almost three decades long. That the the word Kane, the Undertaker, synonymously became this huge story. I. You know, I just like the name. I love the character. I like the guy playing the character. And I felt that the character always did have legs. I thought that The Undertaker and, and The Undertaker was really an afterthought. The original idea behind it was Kane and First Man Never Commit Murder. So that yeah. was in my head. And, and as things evolve and they change and you come up with The Undertaker. But also out of that, you also were able to spawn a brand new character as well. And another character that has withstood the test of time and that being his brother Kane. And he, and he was the one that was supposed to have supposedly killed the family, murdered the family. So Kane went right back around and was the one that murdered the family. So like I said, you had this, this brainstorm that generally KO'd it on for like two incredible characters in three decades. Yeah. And then, and then you add on top of that when I had kids and, Found out I was having twins. My wife told me that I could name uh, my daughter, and she was going to name my son. And one of the first names she circled on the baby list was Kane. Wow, that's awesome! And, said, and he named his daughter Rock and Robin. Yeah. So <laughs> Kane and Rock and Robin. There you go. That actually works. Rule was it couldn't be a stripper name. Oh my lord! So Are you sure Rock and Robin is a stripper name? So Destiny was out of the picture immediately. Yeah, so, exactly. so is Cinnamon. Cinnamon. <laughs> How do you, what? Cinnamon is a Puerto Rican stripper name. Stop talking about my daughter. 
So, oh, yeah. Hey, guys, just for the record, a stripper will never tell you her real name, for, but for a dollar, she'll show you her butthole. There you go. There you see. Life lessons right here on the Loken Jabroni Show. <laughs> go ahead, sir. I don't know if it's a dollar, but <laughs> I mean, yeah. What strip club? You'd be surprised what they do for a dollar in Bridgeport. Yeah. See, <laughs> speaking of a dollar in Bridgeport, they'll do that in uh, Stars in Plainfield. Why don't Ruby you Keys on Main Street. See, he knows. This see? is beautiful. See, Bruce, I think Leslie Nielsen there. Did you really? That was a yeah. uh, ninety-four era, right? I'm like that. Wow. It all runs together after a while. <laughs> so. What what made you originally come up to Brother Love and say, dude, we got to get together. We got to get a podcast. And I think we covered that while you were gone. Just oh, to be okay. safe. Um, what about that that question? I'm really interested. Oh, you really like yeah, that? I, oh, the other one. You'll like oh, this one. one. You'll like this one. one. Okay. See what I have to work Brother with. Brother Love, you have uh, – is there any truth to the rumor that the whole Jim Baker thing was inspired by that? That the whole Jim Baker thing was inspired by Brother Love? Or no, no Brother, Brother Love, Love was inspired by secretary because of me? You were banging a lot of secretaries back then, tell the truth. Were, were you? See, this is why I like Were this you banging show. secretaries back then? Easy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he ran through them like hand towels. <laughs> oh, God. But did Give you, me another one. Did you pull a Monica Lewinsky? This one's wet. No, I tell you though, the, the the timing was great because Brother Love uh, debuted, and roughly three weeks later, Jim Baker gets popped for Meg and Jessica Hahn, and I was made. I thought wow. it was perfect, dude. I thought if if there was any perfect, if there was any, it was almost like you were like this evil genius, and you literally had this plan like from day one, and it worked out perfectly. Like you, oh yeah, I planned it. I talked to Jimmy, and I said, hey. <laughs> I, you, I, know, I know you hitting that redhead. You were there for insertion, <laughs> were you not? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I directed the whole thing. Nice. Um, Conrad, real quick, you're, you're a lifelong fan like all of us. And, Bruce, I really want to get your input on this, too. One of my favorite angles, and I know, Bruce, you were part of creative for, what, 23 years on and off in WWF? Yeah, a long time, 22 years. One of my favorites, and I wish he were still here today, one of my best friends who since passed away, one of our favorite angles was the big boss man's mom angle with Heenan and Rick Rude. How much input did you have on that, and can you share with our listeners the story behind that? Well, I had to get it cleared with, with boss, but not only boss man, but also his mom, and his mom was <laughs> an extremely sweet lady that we we just had a lot of fun with it and and she was she was game she was cool with it and and Ray had a good sense of humor but I actually pitched that idea to her in her living room wow and and she she was cool with it so it was it was interesting she brought you out like fresh baked cookies and lemonade and you were like hey by the way I'm going to have this man act like he's banging you on the side <laughs> it was yeah, yeah. Yeah. It works. <laughs> I, I, I love the fucking 80s, baby. That's right? <laughs> There's shit you could do then that you can't get away with now. That's what I'm talking oh, come about. Come on. We, we ran, we ran uh, the Blues Brothers cop car right through the middle of a uh, graveyard. <laughs> yeah, graveyard. with the uh, big show big in Boston. Oh, we go right Daddy's back to Boston again. 
You yeah, did. There was, a, there was an honest guy burial going on in another part of the cemetery. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about, and that brings me right up to my other question: Do you guys really feel like wrestling just is out of out of original ideas, like what you guys came up with, or you just feel like they can't do what you guys used to do? Because it almost feels like now it's we all know it's scripted, but it's like so sadly scripted, it's like noticeable. You know what I mean? You know, I, I think the times change and the society changes a, a bit. I dare say that it might be welcome to do some of that stuff today. It would be a little bit refreshing in some ways, but the audience the audiences change. I think the audience has grown up, and as the audience has grown up, there's also a. a an undercurrent of a much younger audience that's just discovering it for the first time. So you have to be a little bit careful, and with sponsors and with everything else that WWE has going on, it's it's a little bit more difficult. But I'll tell you also that there, there's no original idea. I mean, come on, we stole we stole from everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody continues oh, yeah. to steal from everybody. There's there's images of for me back in the late '90s of, say, D-Generation X versus The Nation, which brings me back to the Von Erichs and the Freebirds in the early 80s, you're right. I don't think you can rehash an idea without being a blatant ripoff. Yeah, you just make it, you make, what's old is new again. So I think that we're, that we're proving that with our with our podcast. I'm old and Conrad's new. Real time. <laughs> do you guys do you guys kind of think like the internet does kind of mess up that with uh, not getting the story? You know, oh, like you hiding have the opened story up plots? a can of worms that brew. No, <laughs> no, the internet. The internet's the best thing that's happened to wrestling. You know, it, it, there's never been a better time to be a fan than right now. You have all the access to the superstars with social media. You get all Absolutely. the insight. I mean, that. you know, it, 20 years ago, shoot interviews existed, but you would never get the insight you get from something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard every week for free. You don't have to worry about a busted videotape or somebody, you know, forgetting to ship your order or is it going to be here in time. It's on demand. There's never been a better time to be a wrestling fan, and a lot of that is because of the Internet. Goddamn Internet killed wrestling, motherfucker. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Goddamn Internet fucking mark assholes. Well, I'm just – the the people who are doing wrestling the traditional way, like TNA – now, they had 275,000 viewers, and we did 900 and something thousand the That's same way. So, by the way, and the by, the way <laughs> by the way, 11 minutes and 49 seconds until we got our first impression out of Bruce Pritchard. That was the Jim Cornette impression. I love it. And, and the fact that he called the Internet a mark. Can I just call, <laughs> can I just call that right now? That is perfect. Can, that I, is can, perfect. I, can I piggyback your point? Um, we were talking about this before you guys came on. Is that for me, the Internet almost ruined my love for this business because we were all talking about taping your show when you're at work or TiVo or whatever, and somebody is always going to be on social media or on the internet telling you what's going to happen three months down the line. If it happens, you're kind of, you lose the interest. I don't want to know what happens in the latest Batman movie before it happens. I kind of want to watch and ex- experience it firsthand. Nope, I don't want to know in January who's going over at WrestleMania. That's that's true, and 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 to a certain extent, I I just say to those people that that don't want 
to have it spoiled, don't read the spoilers. Don't watch Duh. If you don't want to know what happens in the Batman movie, don't go to all the fucking Batman forums and read what's happening. Here's the spy shots from what they shot. I can't believe I saw the spoilers, but I'll go to the website, dick shit. Why is this complicated? I'll give you a great example. I love to watch Nashville with my wife. Okay. And uh, any of y'all watch Nashville <laughs> That's TV okay. show? My, girl, my girlfriend, I think, does. I tried I, watching I, it. Well, Raina James died, folks. So oh, I had four weeks worth of this shit on my goddamn what was, DVR. What was the finish on that girl? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm watching the oh, goddamn about 45 show, seconds. and they're interviewing the chick that plays her. So, so what, what the hell? What What's next for you now that Rainer James is dead? And I wasn't caught up. That okay. just pissed me the fuck off. <laughs> and then you were like, That's But sometimes, bullshit. look, we, we took a straw poll before you got on here. I said, hey, look, guys, who didn't really? check their social media today? And no hands went up. You can watch the video after and figure out that I actually took that straw poll. Um, who didn't check their social media today? Nobody raised their hands. There's always something, even if you click for a second, if you're a Walking Dead fan, that someone's going to go, hey, look, uh, Jimmy Jack, whatever his nuts is, I don't watch the show. I don't know. These guys have the reference. I don't. Somebody dies, and it's ruined. It's spoiled. See, I love the Internet because without the Internet, there's no way you would have been able to live stream local wrestling on the Internet. Good call. You know, We've done yeah, it twice. Yeah, there's because all that would be lost, and now everybody has an audience. How do you guys, seriously, with, without going into the whole Meltzer discussion, I know, Conrad, you were a, are you still a Wrestling Observer subscriber or no? Yeah, 20, 20 plus years rolling, not stopping okay. anytime soon. Okay, and I know, Bruce, you could wipe your ass with what Meltzer thinks. I wouldn't subject my ass to that. <laughs> okay, so. Are you sure? I heard it's cushy. No, what, Meltzer? Yeah, it's like Charmin, right? The newsletter? Yeah. I was never a subscriber. I subscribed it is, to the other plushy. It's soft and plushy, right? It's like a rabbit's fucking fur. It's I, I, I was a subscriber to the Torch for two years until I found out it was all <laughs> bullshit. And you know who told me that? Shawn Michaels at an autograph signing for WrestleMania 11 in Hartford. So thank God for Shawn Michaels. Um, seriously, how, how much influence do you think the current product has... How much? Uh, I'm. I gotta rephrase. I'm sorry. How much influence do the dirt sheets have on the product today? Shit pile. Yeah, I, I, like really, that. I don't think so. I, I think, I think that that's overblown. And it, it, and I'll say this: I don't think that it should have that much influence. What should have the influence is the paying customer. You're going to tell me that NXT is not catering to the internet. That that's their audience. NXT's audience. I'm saying for Raw and SmackDown. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. For, for the business, they should cater, no, I gotta, I gotta, cater to the paying customer. I'm saying NXT is an internet-driven show. I mean, it's it's driven from the. But look at who are holding the belts on that show. You know, I mean, the championships, pal, not belts. Okay, well, look who's holding no, no, the championships. No, no. NXT guys. <laughs> Before yesterday, you had Bailey, and you had. Uh, Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens, and you had Bray Wyatt, and you had American Alpha, and don't even that's get, the only fucking place they come from anymore. Well, I get that, but before that, they were on the Indies, and so there has been a departure. Like Gallows and Anderson, why are they well, there? They come from somewhere. 
because somebody's reading the fucking dirt sheet up there and then decides, hey, these guys are getting great reviews. People are digging them. Let's bring them in. You're going to tell me all of a sudden Nakamura is the fucking apple of Vince McMahon's eye? He's like he's not blowing fucking green mist and creeping around like this. That's what Vince McMahon <laughs> thinks Japanese wrestlers do. Put him in wooden fucking shoes and throw salt. Put him in wooden fucking shoes and throw some salt. Then I'll buy it. on the show yet, is he? I'm just saying. They're catering to the fucking internet. Who the fuck is they? Hunter, Hunter, Paul Levesque. He reads The Observer. Bet a dollar. <laughs> you think th- I okay. Glad we had this talk. Roll time. I, th- I thought I thought Vince God McMahon was me. was rubbing Roman Reigns' chest. I thought that's what he was doing nowadays. He's he's not rubbing Roman Reigns' chest no more. Well, of course he is. He had to. I mean, Braun had to make him look strong last night. He had to. He did. Didn't he look stronger last night? He must have been rubbed so nicely. So nicely that Roman Reigns. <laughs> much, much like I hear these guys talk about on their show, I'm going to ask us: Can we get back on track, please? No, I. I how about that Roman Reigns? <laughs> Are you guys about as sick of Roman Reigns as I am too? No, I. I, no. I not really. Well, I love Roman Reigns. And see, okay, but here, here's, here's my oh problem my with that. Hang on. Here's my fucking problem with the whole Roman Reigns bullshit. In, in the in the no 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 no, you think he's about to say bullshit that they're pushing him? He's about to say bullshit for your stupid ass opinion. Hit him, exactly. Bruce. Because <laughs> goddamn it, you know when we're going through all this shit and fucking Daniel Bryan is the sweetheart of everything, and yes, yes, all this horse shit, and then he goes away, and the in the the internet. Your fucking heroes, Dave Meltzer, all these other motherfuckers are all talking about, oh, my God, why does WWE, why don't they give us something new? Give us something new. We, you got the shield coming up. Please give us Dean Ambrose. Please give us Roman Reigns Fuck is Dean over Andrew. more than anybody. Why don't they give Roman Reigns a chance? They build him. They take a slow For a year. And they build him for a year. They get him ready for that spot. People are dying. Give me Roman Reigns. Daniel Bryan goes down. Oh, my God, I got to have something new. Please give me Roman Reigns. They're giving you Roman Reigns. But in the meantime, Daniel Bryan says, hey, my neck's better now. Well, shit, we got to get him on WrestleMania. So you throw Daniel Bryan back into the mix. Fuck that all building oh Roman God. Reigns. What do they want? Well, I want my old. Everybody says, I want my new. I'm giving you new, but I don't want that new because I want that old. So they gave the audience what the audience had been crying and begging for. Everybody saying, please give me. They give it to them, but we don't want that. We want this. And that's cool. Dude, he's got the charisma of a wet sock. No, he's got fucking charisma. The motherfucker. No, I'm, I'm going to agree with Bruce. I'm going to agree with Bruce look, on this. I'm not, uh, no, no. I'm not okay. going to say anything about it. Daniel Bryan can blow a fucking goat. He is a fucking blow goat. All right? I never fell for Daniel the Daniel Bryan's team. got charisma, too. I love Daniel Bryan, too. All I'm saying For the whole is, yes goat thing. I mean, no. I, I get what you're saying. Like, we were asking for it. But the problem I got with Roman Reigns is it's like they they just created this this. Monster? No, the superhero straight out of a comic book, even with his finisher. He's got a Superman punch, for crying out loud. This guy is literally coming from the comic books, 
And that's exactly what his demeanor is. Like Go he sits there fuck yourself. Like, There's a dead guy on this show for 30 years. <laughs> There's another guy who points and goddamn lightning falls out of the ceiling or goes like this and all the lights go out and the fucking... We want him going too. And you motherfucker have a problem too. with a guy going like this? <laughs> Thank fuck you. yourself. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Thank you, Conrad Thompson. Mm, Thank you. God no. damn it. You just got Did owned. I say I wanted Undertaker gone a long time ago? I was happy when the streak ended. You're an idiot. Anybody else have an opinion? I got one. I, I can't got one. trust a man who's wearing a fucking bandana in 2017. He's <laughs> goddamn life choices. He's fucking talking about Roman Reigns being a fucking comic book character. Wait a minute. Okay. He's a fucking wait, comic wait, book wait character. He's wearing fucking battle armor for fuck's sake. Hold on, wait a minute. Bruce, Bruce. Is that a Red Sox fucking thing? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yep. Big time fan over here. He, easy now. Face? Easy now. Yeah. Oh, God, oh my God! Thank you. Oh, I feel I feel vindicated now. <laughs> Anywho, we're not going to hear the end of this for like a month, guys. I'm not half hot. No, don't go anywhere. Um, Bruce, I know you were a part of Global Wrestling Federation in the early '90s. Conrad, I want your opinion on this. The Global Wrestling Federation had the cartel with who's the boss and all this rigmarole. What did you think of the gimmick? And then after you're done, Bruce, why did the GWF fail so miserably? Because no one fucking cared. I cared. I was on that for weeks. Yeah. No one cares. I Never saw been... it. Doesn't matter. Irrelevant. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Bruce, you were there. Tell me. Well, I'll tell you what, what Global had where they, where they screwed up. My opinion, Glo Global had an opportunity to do something different. They had a great spot on ESPN. They were on every single day. However, it was too much. It was overexposed. They didn't have the star power. And it's one thing to have that kind of exposure, but it's another thing when you don't have the funds to be able to come in and have talent to to fill five days a week. That's a lot of shit. So it just was, it was underfunded. And after a while, they just. Underfunded is quote is code for it. didn't draw fucking money. Underfunded. Underfunded. It's a fucking buzzword for it. We couldn't sell this shit. <laughs> no one fucking cared. At all. You just talked for a long time to say the same thing I did. No one cared. Well, no, um, underfunded. You have to... You know, no. some us has tapped. Con <laughs> Conrad, how many Crown Royals have you had tonight? Zero. Oh, you're the man. You're coming off the cuff clean. I like Oh, it. this is him fucking normal. Yeah. I know. I've listened to the show every week, and I love the banter between you guys, especially when Conrad's like, you fucking moron. Yeah, Tell like me what I want to know. Like loving a hemorrhoid. <laughs> <laughs> What's your next question, sir? <laughs> what is the absolute worst argument you two have ever gotten into the podcast that's never brought up again? No holds barred. What was that? That was a that was I'm a great on you. <laughs> Yes, you did. I forgot about that. Uh listeners, if you don't know Are we this, talking about the movie? Yes, they did a podcast. That was a bonus episode, wasn't it, guys? Yep. Say, uh, first bonus episode. Yes, and somewhere in the middle, 
it was Connor who's like, are you going to stop being a fucking prick? And Bruce, I don't remember what he said because it cut off. And then a second later, it's he like. He hung up on me. I know. And, and it was like, are you going to stop being a prick now? Oh, let's do the episode. And again, it's like us. We've gone round and round. Well, that's why and we don't. That up. We haven't cut the mic <laughs> ever. This isn't an Oscar discussion, is it? <laughs> no, it's not an Oscar discussion. Who's Oscar? It, the guy who uh, guy gives shitty movies a trophy. The Academy Awards, no holds barred. Wow. I, I, I almost forgot about that no holds barred. Wow. How could you? It's on Netflix right now. Is it really? I'm going to subject my kid to that movie. I know what you're she doing. She deserves it. Great movie. It is a great movie. It's not bad. I'll buy not bad. I'm a movie. It's the freak. best wrestling movie there is. You oh. wouldn't starring Hulk Hogan in 1988. Okay, I'll buy. No, that. no, no. There was a movie with Roddy Piper and Dirk Benedict. That was the shit. Body Sla- tag team. Body, Body slam. Slams. Body slam. Body slam. Yeah. yeah not, no, couldn't compete. I it had like my two favorite things, wrestling and Dirk Benedict, man. <laughs> wow. Oops. I forgot about Dirk he Benedict. Did gay porn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have another question? Don't you? I got one. Oh, go ahead. All right. Turn next. Um, somewhere around the uh, mid 90s. Oh, they're fighting. They're pouting now. That's good. He's mad because no. I made fun of his bandana. I'm a big fat guy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Conrad, I, you're I got a megastar. I'm ready to go. You're a megastar. Two, pot, two podcasts. See, I'm already fucking it up. Two a- pay per views in a row. I've seen your face at a WWE pay per view, and you weren't there. You're a freaking megastar. Whatever that means. I don't. <laughs> Conrad's over. I mean, he only, is over. It means, it means you can walk into a subway and get your grinder for free, is what he's saying. All I know is, in no, ten years, that shit for free. In, right? in ten years, Conrad can wear the shirt. I used to be over. There you go. All right. Somewhere in the mid '90s, we had Brian Pillman come to the WWF, who was one of my favorites up through and including the day he died. Pillman's got a gun. Bruce, what can you tell me about Pillman's got a gun? He can tell you that it's available in the archives now on MLWRadio.com, episode 15. Uh, it's one of maybe the first episodes that we did just uh, extensive amounts of research. Uh, we cover every piece of his WWF run uh, in more detail than you imagine. But maybe my favorite part is the idea that you were in the road directing traffic uh, dressed as Brother Love. <laughs> Nothing to see here, folks. Move it along. Keep moving, you lucky lose. For the sake of our live TV here, people. (laughs) Keep going. Nothing to see here. Oh, my Um, God. No attention to what's on your television set right now. Everything's fine. Who gave the go-ahead that this was acceptable? Vincent Kennedy McMahon. There you go. Can you tell our listeners a little something about that night? Well, no. That it's available in the fucking archives at MLW Radio. Dot com. It's episode I, 15, Brian Pillman and the WWF. If you want to know I, more, go fucking there. I dare not argue with you, Conrad, because you're a good guy, and we enjoy the same beer and the same whiskey, but for fuck's sake, can we give our listeners a little something? We can give I'm them gonna, a link to MLWRadio.com. And we're going to give them that at the end of the show. <laughs> well, that's where you'll hear more about Brian Pillman and the fucking gun. Move on, dickhead. What's wrong with you? He wants to know who's fucking who, man. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'll move on. He's going to hang you... up on y'all. All right, no, don't, don't hang. Pissed. He'll get pissed and just go click. That's, some That's what I heard about him. He does a click, click, boom. 
that's some horse shit. And that's our first T-shirt on the T-shirt of the month club is the horse shit T-shirt. We don't have cool things like ProWrestlingTees.com. We got LokiJabroni.com. Buy your horse shit T-shirt now. Rick Rude on Raw, on Nitro the same night. If I'm mistaken, hasn't been covered on your show. What can you give me on that night? And it's available at MLWRadio.com, oh, episode 24, Ravishing Rick Rude. We cover it in great detail. Can I, Conrad, can I do, you have you, the, well, do you have this written on your this. hand? We've talked about this in our show. Rick Rude has definitely deserved this Hall of Fame. Two years ago, we talked about this. What do you guys feel about this? Is well, this a I, long I, I, time I, coming I, or I what? Think. I think people heard us talk about it on our show, and then they decided to put him in the Hall of Fame. That's exactly what happened. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't even being considered until we talked about him for three fucking hours on episode 24 of on com. This guy is a fucking statistical genius, and that's why I love this show. That Absolute they do something statistics. to wrestle with. Numbers guy. What number right. is it? All B42. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you did you guys talk about how uh, Goldberg is uh, getting over on these 50-second wins? You guys done with this one, too? or No, we covered that over on What Happened When Monday with Tony Schiavone. All right, see, now you're, you're, you're raping our listeners of the information. No, and, I'm actually providing a great service of where you can hear good content. Yes, you are. So I, I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm, if you don't believe in lightning bolts falling from the skies, you can't be believing this 58-second Goldberg bullshit. No, you see it? I'll, hey, I'll give you the best. Did you see it? Did I see yes. it? Yes. I, I, I watched and, it. Yes. Yeah. You, 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 you sneeze, you missed the shit. Believe me. What, what bothers me is that it's a young guy like Kevin Owens who is, they have potential in the future for the next five, 10 years versus Goldberg, who's 55 years old, who can only work so long. I'm not, I'm not dissing Goldberg's work. He works to what he's strong at. But how are you going to take a young guy who may or may not be able to come back from this loss? Wow. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. This motherfucker was the champion for 188 days, and you have a hard on that Goldberg's going to be champ for four weeks? Wait, wait, wait. No, no. Hang I'm, on. I'm, I'm, Hang on. Go ahead, go ahead. Said, wait, 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 wait. See, this shit about losing a match. The only way to be over is to never lose. Did you not know that? that I did not know that. I, I, I... Conrad gives me this shit. Well, you killed the guy. You beat him. No, that doesn't <laughs> kill a fucking guy. And it's, it's how you get beat and who you get beat by. And losing a match ain't going to kill. If I tell you what, if losing to Goldberg at a major pay-per-view right before WrestleMania and putting the championship on him kills him off. He wasn't shit to begin then with. He wasn't shit to begin with. Okay, fair Steve enough. Austin, Steve Austin. Steve Austin lost every fucking match he was in for two years in the WWE. Mm -hmm. The biggest stars of all time. So this shit about losing a match. He lost to a guy that's going to headline WrestleMania. And and now Kevin Owens a bigger check in the process. Exactly. Okay, I'll buy it. Exactly. No, absolutely. I I, I get that. Hold water with me at all. Okay. Um, Bruce, you were there 2007 weekend in June. The Chris Benoit double murder suicide. Um, what was the... Uh, obviously, it was very morose backstage. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, you know, it's just it's an unfortunate situation. I think it's just a, a horrible, horrible situation. What do you think he's going to... What are your thoughts on Chris Benoit murdering his family? Was That's it a good a really thing? Were you for it? 
Were you thinking of the Snickers bar? Conrad, That's what Conrad, I fucking think. There's a reason I asked this question. I'm going to bring okay. it up when Bruce is done. Go ahead. What's the reason? There I mean, are that's a feeling. I mean, that's what it was. No, I'm I'm with you, but there are website after website after website, and I'm guilty. I'm a troll on these websites when they say I seen him. Sullivan did it. McMahon did it. The Illuminati did it. Uh, fucking OJ Simpson did it. They, this is real they, life. They exactly they ignore the truth. And I went to those websites and I they picked like this episode pills. out tonight. And I said, There's "We got truth. Bruce Pritchard. You guys don't do your homework. I got this guy here." Tonight, he's going to tell you the truth. This is why you got whiskey and pain pills makes you see demons. End of story. No, what what it's for what it's worth. Look, I have had heroes of mine fall flat, and you don't. I'm not out there going, oh well, you know, here's an excuse and here's this and here's that. This is a guy who, for what it's worth, was one of the best technical wrestlers in the history of the world, bar none. Demons got to him, drugs got to him, whatever got to him. I don't know. I don't care. I'm not a doctor. But setting the record straight, no one did this but Christopher Michael Benoit, in my opinion. I wasn't there. Neither was I. But no, there I mean, are you know, that that's it comes down to that. The only the only people that the only people that know what truly happened are all dead. Unfortunately, I, I agree with you, man. How I do you how do you feel you. personally? And and Conrad, please chime in as well. How do you feel about all this internet rigmarole that says, "Oh, there's a conspiracy theory"? I think you're beating a four dead horseman. Maybe I am. People don't want to believe it, uh, and I understand why they don't want to believe it. But in the end, you know, you can only go based on the information that you have. And Benoit's brain was that of an eighty some odd year old man. Uh, he was not in good health. They have examined it. Uh, it doesn't take too much to decipher what happened here. He had CTE before we really knew what that was. Agreed. He had a fit of rage. There was probably alcohol involved. Uh, you're prone to more mood swings and stuff. Nancy didn't have a be- uh, the best reputation for being easy to get along with. They probably had an argument. He took it way, way too far, realized what he'd done and that he'd fucked up, made a really poor choice in response because his brain wasn't working right. And then decides, I don't deserve to live. Look what I've done and finish the job. Oh, and um, that's what happened. And, and, and people and don't want to believe that. And they want to say, the internets. but he was a good wrestler. So it had uh, to be Kevin Sullivan. He played the devil in the seventies. Well, that's fucking stupid. It's a I work. agree with that. I have said that more than once. Kevin Sullivan. I've met Kevin Sullivan on more than one occasion. One of the nicest guys I've ever met. This guy's not capable of murder. Well, let's not get crazy. Everybody's capable of murder, especially yeah, a guy wearing a fucking bandana and a Red Sox jersey. <laughs> I'm just saying. Already contemplating. It's already there, brother. Already, you know, already, you see me writing this shit down on paper. I ain't writing notes, dude. Oh I actually God. am. I am meticulously planning stuff. He's making right his list. Conrad Thompson. Honestly, <laughs> I know what you like to eat so far. With, with with the Chris Benoit thing, I like what thing, you I drink. I, I know what you wait, like wait, to drink. It's got a point. Go ahead. With, with the Chris Benoit thing, I look at it this way: it's kind of like the JFK thing. Like nobody wants to like on a scale. Nobody wants to accept the fact that JFK could have possibly been killed by someone so minor. So that when they look at the Chris Benoit thing, how could someone so great fall so far? You know, nobody wants OJ to accept, Simpson. Right? Nobody wants to accept that. OJ Simpson is a perfect Same thing. As Americans, we love that shit. We live for that shit. Are How you many me? movies are we're made look, about We're OJ looking Simpson. for the next fucking failure just yeah, to fucking when, laugh at it. When you have heroes, though, it's different. You know? No, it's yeah, even no, better. Nobody it's wants. even better when your hero falls. 
every think about how the stories go nowadays superman now you got superman falling he got to be wearing that black suit every one of these stories that you're taking is all yep. about the hero you know falling you know down what, though, to the ground. everyone who loves comics is with that but everybody who's like diehard superman is this is not gonna follow let's that. get back on topic mike go hey straight up i mean obviously we know how you guys feel about the internet and you know how it works with the uh with the WWE and with wrestling itself. How do you guys feel about the new generation? The new generation of what? The millennials, as we call them. The millennials. How, how, how are you guys clicking with them? Do you guys feel... <laughs> I think they're entitled fucking idiots. No. Uh, I do. Sorry. No, no you ain't. Hey, you know what? It's, it's, here's, the, here's the deal. I have learned in my old age that if you if you don't surround yourself with youth, you're going to die and you're going to get old. And I'm trying not to get old, and I'm trying to stay as young as I possibly can because my body's getting older every day and I feel it. But uh, man, you you just got to grow and you got to change and you got to adapt. So if it means adapting to a bunch of uh, elitist entitled little pricks, then that's what you do. Fair enough. I see a lot of these guys come around, and they're not asking Whoa, for wait, anything. Well, wait a minute. What? You're going to back down at that. No, I'm not. I, I see a lot of the young talent coming up that are working their ass off to give the people a good show. Do I think they're part of the millennial crowd that we talk about week after week? Absolutely not. I'm watching these guys. I'm watching the Kevin Owens. I'm watching uh, the pasty guy, Jack Gallagher. I'm watching these under 30 guys. Put their ass on the line every I freaking day. I appreciate all those guys' hard work. I think that's great. I, I love to watch young, hungry talent. Yeah, exactly. That, those aren't millennials. The, nope. you're, you're you're putting them in a whole other category. But that that is not no, a millennial. They're, they're millennials, a millennial, but, but they're a is a type that sits Fair. back and says, "Gimme, gimme, gimme," and right. I'm going to do as little as possible. That's what and I'm it, talking about. Yes, okay. exactly. Okay. And as soon as you turn around, you have to do an ounce of work of hard work. You bitch about it. Have that, you come that ac- is a millennial. Have that you come across that in the wrestling business, Bruce? Um, a sense of entitlement, sure, yeah. but but I think I think the <laughs> word millennial has just become a buzzword. Twenty years ago, it was Generation X, and people said, "Oh, this Generation X is just crazy." And then it was Y, and then it was Z, and now that's this buzzword, millennial. It's just a, a word that old people use to describe the generation that's passed them by, and and that's what it is. In the end, you know, I don't consider Kevin Owens a millennial. Kevin Owens is about to be 33 years old. I think you're outside of that. To me, okay. when you talk about a millennial, it's the 26-year-old that still lives at home with his parents and he's trying to figure out what he wants to do with his life. Here's what you that. should want to do. Get out of your fucking parents' house and get a fucking job and go to fucking work and have sex with a fucking, fucking woman and drink a fucking beer. Isn't it's that- It's almost as if Conrad has listened to us for 99 weeks. He gets us. But also, you know, you, you take a look, and I take a look at the young talent. I was surrounded by young talent at it, it, uh, Impact Wrestling the other day where these guys are hungry. They're hungry, and they want to have an opportunity to show their wares. So I appreciate the hell out of that because it's guys that want to step up and say, hey, what about me? So, yeah, but when you say millennial, I think of just entitled little pricks. Nobody okay. says millennial in a positive way. It's no. become such a negative word that – it's not. It's all. It's just a bullshit term. It's a buzzword that people want to use on Fox News. 
Fair enough. I hate Fox News. All of us, I think, hate Fox News. The millennials that are different are usually like, I hate my generation. Yeah, pretty much. Listen, you guys do every week for your show a poll. Four categories. This is what we want to talk about next week. You guys pick. Where did you guys come up with that? Him. Conrad. Yeah, you know, listen, here's the deal. If you want to be successful in business, what better way than to just ask your customer what they want? And a customer feedback is really what makes it work for us. So we want to give them exactly what they want. Uh, I tried to get Bruce Moore involved in social media and said that he didn't like enough and he didn't retweet enough and he didn't tweet enough and he didn't engage enough. Uh, it's not supposed to be just about selling all the time. You should have conversations with your folks. And uh, slowly but surely, that's worked for him. He's now grown his Twitter account by 150%. Uh, and then when we started selling T-shirts, I said, hey, man, if you called and thanked people before you did it, you would sell more T-shirts. And I know it sounds like a crazy idea, but no, it's crazy enough because nobody else is doing it. It gets your customer engaged, shows them you really appreciate it. And as you know, an after effect, people will buy more shirts because they want to talk to you again. And then you don't even have to promote that you're doing that. They'll tell everybody that you're doing it, and they'll do it on social media. And there's no amount of money that can buy a testimonial like that. So sure enough, Bruce told me today he's selling, what, 100 times more than you were when you first started selling shirts? A lot more than that. It's crazy. It's silly, and it's just caught caught on. So one of the things we wanted to do is, hey, man, we want a bunch of downloads. You know, I'm not trying to do a lot of research and a lot of work and spend a lot of time and effort on something that only exists in a vacuum. I want it to be good. Well, how better can I do that than to just give them what they want? Uh, Mm -hmm. What are people going to listen to most? Well, fuck, let's ask them. So we did a poll, and uh, it blew up, and it's caught on, and now other folks are doing it, and that's a great compliment to us because it tells us that people are paying attention and that they want to give their listeners a chance to kind of interact with the show and be a part of something. That's all any wrestling fan really wants. You know, they want to know what happened behind the scenes because they want to feel included. They want to be feel like they're a part of it. And uh, I think the poll is is the most simplest, purest form of doing that. And for my perspective i've never had the what i voted for win the poll except once houston wrestling the bonus episode (laughs) that was it and it was fucking fantastic and bruce i know you caught a lot of shit from conrad but houston wrestling to me was a great episode well thank you yeah listen i thought it was a great episode too you know the, the the unfortunate situation is i think sometimes when we rouse each other back and forth, people assume that we just really feel that way. In the end, I thought that people would get more, our audience would want to hear more about Zeus and No Holds Barred than they would Houston. And I was right. When we put them head to head, they won, that won the poll. Now, right. does that mean it's going to be the better show? Of course not. Listen to the two of them and you hear Bruce's enthusiasm about Houston wrestling and it becomes infectious. So whenever you've got somebody who's passionate about what they're talking about, it's going to be awesome. That's what made the Radicals episode great. That's what made Houston great. Uh, Bruce is not going to be passionate about fucking Zeus. I mean, it's just what it is. <laughs> Fair enough. You got a question, sir? I think that was, uh, <clears throat> I just had, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Well, I got one more. Uh, recently, it came across a newswire that Bruce Pritchard is once again part of TNA Impact. What is your actual title within TNA Impact? Don't have one. Really? Don't have one. Just uh, going down and and new owners. New owners mean essentially a new team, new coaches, 
new players and I'm one of the new players and coming in to try and help them consult. They asked me for my opinion. I give them my opinion and that's it. So, uh, I'm excited because a lot of those guys I've never met and I never had the opportunity to meet before and or work with. So I'm excited to work with them on a whole completely different level. And, you know, I'm, I'm nobody's boss. I, I come in and, and do what I'm asked to do. So it's, it was a lot of fun. So you're not going to be creative. You're going to do whatever they ask you to do. I'm creative walking down the street. So you are creative <laughs> everywhere you go. Actually, actually, real quick, guys, one more. What do you think about the Hardy Boys? Love the Hardy Boys. I, I think. What do you think about are, them coming back mainstream? I uh, heard they're they're coming back WWE. Obviously, I have no, I have absolutely no idea what they're doing. But I tell you, the the work that they've done in the last what six months or so yes. has been some of the most entertaining television I've seen in a long time, and. Two guys that I knew when they first broke in to the business. I gave them their first contract in the wrestling business. I'm so proud of them. I'm so happy for them. For oh, all I didn't know that. Know. That's awesome. I did not actually know that. That is some and, good and they are uh, They are two great, hardworking talents that deserve everything. Tell them what we talked about today where we think they'd be a great fit. Where do we think they'd be a great fit? NXT. Oh, uh, yeah, actually. Oh, that'd be fantastic. They need they need a draw down there at NXT, uh, especially if Nakamura's going to go to the main roster. Uh, that audience would be passionate enough. It would drop some network subscriptions. It would renew interest in NXT and make it more appointment television. There's going to be less restrictions and handcuffs on it from a Vince McMahon standpoint. He's much more hands-off of NXT, so you'd have you know fewer agents and fewer chefs in the kitchen, so to speak. And yeah. they're really trying to focus on growing the network to have kind of territories. They want the cruiserweight territory. They want the stuff in Asia. They want the stuff in England. Uh, I think you could make the Hardys your your NXT branded superstars and push them in all those directions. And I think the network would allow them the opportunity to have little pop-up segments here and there and little standalone specials that would make NXT special, whereas the time constraints and restrictions of a traditional television schedule – is probably not going to work for Raw or SmackDown. I think NXT would be huge if they can find a way to make it work. Absolutely. Well, I was say, plus, I mean, they're known for being extreme. I mean, a lot of their matches that they've been involved in have been notorious. Yeah, they do a lot that. of things that the main roster on Monday night or Tuesday night doesn't do. And, and they're still doing. They like, flourish. Like you said, within the last six months, I think they've upped their game. I mean, they, they've... It's must if, if you can up the game of the Hardy Boys, I think they've done it. Well, and, let, and let's say this, too. It's worth mentioning that, you know, you've got a couple of guys who have gotten used to a less strenuous road schedule with TNA and the independents, and the NXT would allow them the opportunity to do that without having, you know, the rigors of the road and the touring schedule that you have, you know, day in, day out with the WWE. I mean, every night, uh, these guys are driving 200 miles to the next town. That has not been their experience on the independents or with TNA. And I think that T, that NXT would be a really good fit for them. It's right there in Orlando. It's the same group of passionate fans. I think NXT would be the perfect ideal place for the Hardy Boys. It may not be what they have in mind, but if uh, it gives you the creative freedom and it pays good, what else can you ask for? Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. If you, yeah. lo- if you love going to work every day, exactly. What else can you ask for? If you guys have anything to plug, now is the time before I get into my 
question segment. Well, we want to plug a lot of shit. Specifically, we want to plug WrestleMania 15 this Friday at noon. It hasn't officially won the poll yet, but it's going to. If you'd like to sway the vote and instead vote for Doink, Global Wrestling, or perhaps Wrestling with Shadows, you can do that right now over at Twitter. It's at Pritchard Show. He's on Twitter, and uh, he's still trying to figure it out. Hashtag when old people tweet, <laughs> uh, at Bruce Pritchard. And I'm on there, at Hey Hey, it's Conrad. Would really love to have you go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes and hit the already subscribe button. Tell your friends all about the show. We would love to have their support. I've already done it. I sent you the picture. I didn't win anything. I'm still kind of pissed off about that. However, usually when we have a guest, we have something called Furious 7. This is seven questions where we ask for the first thing that comes to your mind. We've got two of you here. So I've made it Furious 10. Five questions for each of you. First thing that comes to your mind. Bruce, we're going to start with you. What is your proudest moment as a member of the creative team of either WWE or TNA? Undertaker. Oh. Conrad, in a pinch, how should a wrestler break the dreaded iron claw? Dick punch. Got a good dick punch. <laughs> Bruce, your single biggest influence in the wrestling business. Goddamn, pal. <laughs> Probably Vince McMahon. Okay, fair enough. Conrad, your most memorable fanboy moment as a fan in professional wrestling? Uh, being backstage at WrestleMania 30, uh, meeting Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock, and having my picture made with both of them with Ric Flair as the cameraman. Nice. Bruce, who is your least favorite piece of talent to work with? Ultimate Warrior. Really? Why? Expand. Because he was difficult to work with. Fair enough. Conrad, as a fan, your favorite match of all time? Mm, that's really hard to say. Um, my favorite one recently is WrestleMania 13 with Steve Austin and Bret Hart in the I Quit match. I feel like it's very, very underrated. Uh, I went back and watched it recently, and it still stands up. It has a little bit of everything, and it's perhaps the best double turn in the history of professional wrestling. So I'll hang my hat on April 1997. Uh, at the Rosemont Horizon, WrestleMania 13, Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Fantastic. Bruce, your biggest regret in your career? Doing a podcast with me. <laughs> Seriously. You know what? <laughs> biggest regret? I don't have any. Really? Yeah. Nothing, cre nothing creative. The Red Rooster, anything. The box of gimmicks. Talk to me. <laughs> God, I didn't create the Red Rooster. That's for I know you didn't, but I'm just saying the box of gimmicks. The box of gimmicks exists. Probably shouldn't have pulled that uh, that gun on those riders, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I heard that last. Was it last week? Two weeks ago? Um, yeah, that was the biggest regret right there. No. You know, I seriously, I, if I had it all to do all over again, who the hell knows? Okay, Conrad, who is more honest, Dave Meltzer or Bruce Pritchard? You know, the thing is, I think both guys think they're being honest, and they're, I don't know that there's a better version of their story than to just say there's two sides of every coin because they're both very passionate, and when you interview them about what their truth is, they both have a lot of supporting evidence for it. But in the end, Bruce was there. But that doesn't mean he was always only exposed to the truth. But uh, in a pinch, if I have to take Bruce's word for what happened or I have to take Dave Meltzer's, I usually err on the side of Bruce. Okay, fair enough. Bruce, what's your favorite impression to do on the show, and why is it Vince McMahon? Goddamn, pal. 
just it's second nature. It's it's. But his best one is Dusty Rhodes. Can we agree on that? Yes, absolutely. He does a fantastic Dusty impression. Although I have to say, his Jerry Jarrett impression is fantastic. Jim Cornette's my favorite uh, because it's just so out of nowhere. Uh, but. Uh, the actual best, as far as wow, that really sounds just like him to me. It's Dusty Rhodes. Okay, I'll agree with that. For the for those of you who are listening to our show who don't listen to their show, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard on MLW Radio. I was get. I was just about to say oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> Pronouns, pal. God damn it. Oh. <laughs> Every time you do your Vince McMahon impression, it kills me. I love it. Although, I have to say, whenever you break out the Jim Cornette impression, you're like, God damn, mayonnaise, double cheese, etc. That's good. That kills me. Oh, I, <laughs> That's good. I like that. I thought that. I thought Corny was on the line for a second. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I've been double in. Cheese, double onion, double mayonnaise, motherfucker. Motherfucker. You gotta emphasize the last two syllables or whatever. I, I, used to, I used to work for a wrestling website. I've been in Jim Cornette's presence many a times. I've actually sorry. gone to. I, I, I know. I know. I've gone to eat with him and I've heard him say motherfucker more to a waitress than any human being in the history of my life. Goddamn whore. All right, last question. Conrad, what's the best, best mixer with Crown Royal? Oh, it's got to be Diet Coke, right? Well, I'd buy Diet Coke. I, I choose regular yeah, Coke. but Cherry Coke. It's too sweet me. to me. I like uh, I like Coke Zero. I like uh, Diet Coke. But the, the when it's too much sugar, I feel like I can't drink as many of them. The name of the show is Something to Wrestle. With Bruce Pritchard, I had to do the pregnant pause. I was waiting for this. And Conrad is the best at it. Something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. Conrad Thompson is the co-host. Do you have anything else for these gentlemen? Guys, I want to thank you all very much for uh, gracing you all with, our, with your presence on our show. Um, being number 100, I couldn't have uh, actually asked for anybody better than you guys. Brother Love. Thank you guys for having us, man. Hey, man, thanks for being a good sport. We appreciate the opportunity to come on and promote our stuff and bust your balls. There is no wrong opinion in pro wrestling. Uh, We're all fans, myself included. I know I'm on a podcast, but I'm just a fan. I consider myself the first listener to the show. We're humbled that this many people give a shit about Brother Love and the Mortgage Guy. (laughs) I hope you you, uh, get a chance to actually listen to the whole show and the beginning part of it because uh, there were some points that we brought up earlier that I would like, you know, to have you guys interject on also. But uh, thank you guys. I understand that, you know, one of the things you can give us that is the most important thing is time, and you gave it to us. I appreciate that very much. Absolutely. Thanks, guys, for having us. We appreciate it. Real quick before you guys go, it's First Financial Mortgage. Conrad yeah, First Thompson. Family Mortgage, 1FMC.com. We'd be happy to help you save some money on your home loan. And uh, even though we haven't really talked about it a lot, that's how Bruce and I know each other. We do mortgages together. So we'd be nice. happy to uh, tag team you on some savings. Not tag team the way some of the uh, divas <laughs> like it. Tag team the way some of the bankers don't. Nice. Uh, also, go to www.prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Bruce Pritchard. Or I'm just go sh- to BrucePritchard.com. Easier. And don't put the T in his name. Put it on your back, and he'll give you a call and thank you for the order. Who does that? Come on. Exactly. I'm looking forward. Who who the hell puts a T in your name? Everybody. Uh, That guy over there who set up the live feed, who had to (laughs) do it twice more. I'm looking forward to when Bruce calls me in a week and change when I get paid 
And I'm like, God damn, motherfucker, double cheese. I'm going to do it. I swear to God, I'm going to do it. Also, please go find them on the MLW Network iTunes. It's something to wrestle with. These guys are fantastic. Conrad Thompson, Bruce Pritchard, thank you so much. And you're thank welcome you anytime you want to chime in. Anytime. Have a great night, guys. Have a great night. Whoa. Exactly. I'm gonna I'm just gonna step away for a minute. I want you guys to talk. That means he has to piss, folks. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, Loki, how'd it feel to be ragged on by Conrad? Ragged on? I was, I was decent. <laughs> AKA do rag. Do rag's gonna stay. Um my boy can eat 45 double cheeseburgers and, you know, continue to wear his triple X large t-shirts. It works for me. Do rag works for me. You know, a quadruple extra large shirt works for him. I yeah, mean, folks, we don't get offended here. No, absolutely not. No, it's all good fun. It absolutely We love is. it. Uh, if you want to chime in, feel free. But, um, no, I gotta, I do gotta say it was, it was really good having that kind of, you know, in the way that we work with the with uh, the social media today and how it's easily say accessible to get a hold of these you know the people outside of this the, this media now it's almost incredible i mean we got oh you're going to make me work huh okay. sorry there and we we're back it almost it almost makes it easier but at the same time makes it a little bit more accessible to have this opportunity you know like uh i i talk with fran target and i'm still trying to get him on the show it's one of those things you know like i i talk to him every day and it still blows my mind like i physically talk with the minnesota vikings quarterback from the like it blows my mind like i can sit there and i can be like hey did you have grape or strawberry jam on your biscuit today and he'll tell me but he won't commit you know what i'm saying but we have something like this that's commit and that and that is the beauty of social media when it works out in our in, in that i mean it's it can't beat it man well that's the thing with like like twitter i know a lot of people hate twitter but like i've i've actually had no twitter is the best way that I've, you, had I've grown to love with, it i've grown to love it i've had well, conversations the only way with celebrities can, i was gonna say about it's the, stuff it's, it's the like, only way you can actually because they don't pay attention to facebook that's usually you know why because if you go to facebook there's 45 different you know say, just pick like one name say mia khalifa there's 45 mia khalifa opens yeah she's so i'm sorry i I want to get her on the show. Do it. I will. No, I will. Because you know what? she won't do interviews. Why not? Like, cause she, uh, Oh man. Uh, I'm just not, be, I'm not going to be a dog. Like no, I'm, no, I'm, 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 I'm going really, on Twitter now. Just fuck you guys. No, it was, I really want to like, you know, no, no. Like, uh, someone covered on the news. Cause I actually tried to get her on their show. She won't do that. I know she's in Washington kind of DC now. She's a Washington DC sports nut. Now she does. No, she, because she, uh, she won't be exploited because of uh, the Muslim thing, so she refuses to do interviews. But yeah, she did a blowjob with you know whatever. Okay, see that's no, what I'm saying. She, no, she does her work, but she won't be interviewed about it because she's and and I agree with her kind of. She doesn't want to be exploited for political purposes. So like like she doesn't want to be brought onto a show. So it'd be like, oh, Islam, you're doing porn. Like, she doesn't want to be. Right, exploited. I get that. So that's what I'm saying. So before you even go on the interview, you say, hey, look, you bring this up, like, the first thing you're going to hear is click. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't gonna be a, you ain't gonna be a douche about it. You could be like, look, I don't mind doing interviews as long as you don't bring up well, A, B, or C. Well, she's like, she's and, real. And the minute you bring the, up A, the thing B, is, or she's C, she's real. She knows that's why people put her on interviews. Yeah, but I actually wanted to know, like, how do you, you know, what? You I just want to tell her how cute she is. But apparently, she has a boyfriend. <laughs> Give a fuck about that. I, I want to know how you do that. Like, how do you go from? Being, you know, like way uh, off. Well, she, she's Lebanese. Point. She's uh, yeah, yeah. Lebanese, Islam. Uh, God, she's I hate, Muslim. I hate, but, I hate. But she is definitely an Islam. But I mean, seriously, you go from that's what you were known for. I mean, my God. And, and, and you were good. You're pretty damn good at it for about eight fucking months. You know what I'm saying? And then out of nowhere, all of a sudden, now you get this fucking, what, this, this heart? Now you're like, ah, oh, damn! I can't do porn no more. I'm too good for it. Mm, God, you must, you must have gotten stuffed by something big. Did she <laughs> stop doing porn? <laughs> yeah, I left. Done. I she's left for done. three minutes, and this is done. what we're talking about. Done, dude. Was she done. in college or something? No, you didn't see. That's the reason why you can't leave during these conversations because you miss good shit. Because I, I know, I know, handle Bella, it anymore. I know Bella Knox was no, doing done. it for no, college. She, I know, but she, okay. no, she's done. She's done. She's done. Absolutely. I'll have to do more research. Can I was saying, look. The reason why we thought it was cool because look, if it wasn't for social media, would you have gotten all of these people for a hundredth episode? No, let's and, be honest. Let's be no, honest. You're absolutely right. And if it wasn't for the fact that when I found this podcast and they kept pimping, hey, I'm at hey hey, it's Conrad at Twitter, and I'm just and, and I'm, I'm calling at, this out right now. I and I just said, look, I can go online right now and I can message mm-hmm. Fran Tarkenton and be like, hey, tomorrow when you have your your strawberry or or grape jam with mm-hmm. whatever muffin let me know how it tastes he'll react to me i'll get some stupid little smile robert face. irvine did the same to me earlier but in the he week. won't commit to a podcast you see what i'm saying but i'll buy it but without and i did just call him out there and mm-hmm. and thank you if you ever listen to the thing you're like my that motherfucker just called me out i get damn fucking right i I'll just buy called it. you out and but folks, with, I, I should point out, we'll have people on here that just want to yell at us, call us motherfuckers. We're like, we're more than happy with that. I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I'm hoping to have someone absolutely. like that next week, and I want to talk to you guys when we go when the mics go limp. And uh, we'll your mom is not welcome here. You're right, she's not. Although, because she'll tell stories about my childhood that may or may not horrible, be 100 percent factual. Anyway, um, wow. Just fucking wow. But as I was I, just, that's how, in, that's how I brought up the whole Mia Khalifa thing. Okay. We were talking about how the social media is just so easily accessible, how you can actually go online and you can actually talk. It's how we got, people, j- and it's with, how, the ex- with the exception of Vinnie Milano, I, I know I just said your name. Sorry. Uh, it's how we got Jim Laritz, uh, meeting Mark Slaughter, uh, Nathan Hunt, who I've known for a million years. Um, it's how we've gotten a lot of our guests is through social media. And I'm thrilled for that. And this one, for me, this was the culmination of a lot of the things I wanted to do on this show, just to have these two guys who are top-notch in, in their podcast area, sports. They're on our show. Fuck, I forgot to ask them to pimp us out, but I'm going to tweet Conrad real quick. So what did you guys think of the whole thing? I had a question I want to ask, but you kind of ushered them away. I apologize for that, but... I know what their time frame was. I apologize. I thought we were pretty good on time frame. I was... We were doing pretty good on time, but I know what they had for time. I say hit that music, baby. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're not. Yeah, we're not doing. We're that not bit. in that right now. Yeah. So if you want to roll into your top ten, do it. Just go right into it. That works for me. We're in hangouts, bro. All right. Oh, All that's right. right. Damn it. 
I miss my videos. I know. You know what? That's why people need to go to www.patreon.com forward slash Loki and Jabroni and donate so that we can get bigger, better studio, bigger, better equipment, everything. Big anime teardrop coming out of my right eye right now. Wow. Like Attack on Titan? Yeah, like Attack on Titan anime. No, that's that's scary shit. Damn. No, like fucking like Dragon Ball Z when they get silly teardrop shit, you know? I don't like Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) I don't understand the appeal. Oh, so with so many, you know, with so much going on in social media, I figured why not step away from it for a little bit. I mean, you got your second book that just came out. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And and, and really, Working on the third. Right. That's what I'm saying. You really haven't plugged it that much. So I, I would love for you to go ahead and plug that for, feel free, especially since we're on uh, YouTube. Go ahead. Let, let the people know about your book. Yes, you. Well, yes, I you. would like to plug something. Well, go ahead. Plug away. Uh, I recently, in IMAX, got to see the film Logan. Oh, how was it? Uh, I liked it so much. I will honestly say it is the best X-Men movie thus far. Wow. Um, Patrick Stewart, if he is not nominated for an award, I'll be pissed. That would I was going to say, it took a lot for him to come back I will be, Xavier. I, I so. will be hashtag Oscar, not Stewart, if wow. he's not nominated. He does a phenomenal job. Hugh Jackman, same thing. Wow. Phenomenal job. Wow. That good? I will. Here's the thing. Even if you don't like comic book movies, you'll love Logan. It is more of a retired gunfighter style Western. Well, they they based it exactly off the old man Logan series. Well, they took elements from that. Yeah. But, you know, it's based more like they even referenced it in the movie. That movie Shane, the old Western. Yes. And it, it. I compare it to that. Like, it's very minimal on the special have effects. Have you read the Old Man Logan series, though? A long time ago. It's, I, I touched it's it. Really, yeah. It's good. It's it is. Good. There's it's a good. lot of elements from yeah. it. And um, it took them three tries to get a perfect Wolverine movie, and they've got it. Okay. They've got it. Well, they, they tried that whole above action bull crap for a long time. and There's plenty of action. Um, the, yeah, rated, it, the, was, the R rating helps. Yeah, like the R rating helps. Like I think they took a cue from Deadpool, and they're like, you know what? It's this is a guy with claws coming out of his fucking hands. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it is a great movie, and I loved it so much. I had to write a review, and that review is on my blog at www.eddiejakes.com. I wrote an extensive review, including a spoiler review. If you haven't seen the movie, I'm not going to like spoil it or anything. Okay, but. I think after seeing the movie, if you read my review, you'll understand why I'm giving this movie a perfect 10. Wow. wow. I'm looking forward to this I'm now. giving it nice. a perfect 10 because of Patrick Stewart. Speaking of perfect Because of 10. Hugh Jackman and because of something in the movie that I don't think people are really catching. Mm-hmm. But I caught it. After thinking about it, I, I caught it and I'm just like, wow. From the books great, or from? The movie. Just watch the okay. movie. I'm just taking the movie for what it is. And Good. it takes elements Good. from different things. I'm glad, I'm glad they start incorporating stuff like that because when you go to see a movie, especially if you're going to see a comic book movie, you want you want to really incorporate that. See, this, you is know? The, this is the best part about the movie. It, it, it's not it's not so much a comic book movie, but it's a good movie right. with comic book characters. Like you could never see a Wolverine movie or read a Wolverine comic and you will love this movie. 
that, uh, seriously, you'll love this movie. And good. I wrote I'm looking on, forward to it. Go on there, go to my website, check out my review. You can comment on it if you disagree or if you agree. Um, I do different because we talked about spoilers just now. I differentiate when I get into spoilers because it's the spoilers is the reason why I love the movie. So I'm not going to touch on it here, but you can go to my blog, read it if you can't wait. I saw an IMAX. It's not so much an IMAX movie. I don't know why they released an IMAX, but it was a, it was good. Money. Yeah. Get money. Get more Excuse money. Me. Yeah, I can get that. They've done it before. If you just see it in a regular theater, you're still going to get the same impact. Exactly. That's what and I figure. Yeah. Fantastic movie. It, it's all about the acting. It's all about how they do it. And if you take it past that, then that's that's where you go from there. And if you buy my books, I'll appreciate it. So right. As I'm going to it, we talked about social media very much. We did. We talk about uh, very often. You like to actually curl up with your very own books, and you know, like kind of curl away as if you would. I just polished off three books in five days. Thank you very much. Well, there you go. So some some people, oh, you smart as something. They yeah, just they much. they love their books. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They they love their books. And let's be honest with you, you can't beat children books. All right, because children books are what open up the doors for children. You you show them the beauty of reading. Why am I and afraid? The joy of books by by showing a child a child book, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. The Seuss, monster at the end of your artist, right? The that shit artists, was the bomb. all all these people, all these That's why Eddie is the way he is. All right? these great stories get these things open for kids. Well, this unfortunately is not one of them lists. <laughs> this, my friends, is the top ten children books that should never have been published, and they weren't, thank God. The honorable mention for this one is Politics, a paint-by-number. Wow. <laughs> okay. Number 10, You Were an Accident. <laughs> <laughs> Number 9, Strangers Have the Best Candy. I'll buy it. <laughs> Number 8, Attention Deficit Disorder Handbook for Children. Hey, squirrel. Whoa. Hello. <laughs> Number seven, what's that dog doing to that other dog? Whoa, can you read that again? What's that dog doing to the other dog? That's it. I know, I got it. I'm just trying to erase it from my See, memory. The penis goes in. I got it, I'm erasing it from my memory. The vagina. Vagina. Number six, daddy's new girlfriend, Steve. Oh! <laughs> Triggered. Triggered. I'm done. I don't I have the button. I know, but I'm still triggered. <laughs> Number five, 101 Animal Cruelties. 101 Ooh. of those little bad letters nice. you can do over and over again. Nice. Number four, Controlling Your Playground Through Fear. Nice. This is, this is also... Chris a, has that one. Yes, what are he you does. talking about? I wrote that he's, one. He's got the Cliff Notes version. Mm-mm. It's small. Small I wrote that motherfucker. Four pages. I wrote that motherfucker. <laughs> Number three, things rich kids have that you never will. Nice. It's like a catalog. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's, it's this fucking thick. It's like six inches thick. You'll never, ever know. Was that written by Bernie Sanders? No, it's written. <laughs> <laughs> Socialism at its finest. Number two, Garfield has feline AIDS. Wow. Oh, my God. Magic story. You don't. 
we're right. we're just going down the fucking rabbit hole right now. And number one, uh, blackmail the principal, a study guide. Nice, very true. Welcome to the millennial era. I was gonna say, I hate to say that, but that's like a reality now, right? It is, right? Much thanks to. I, I, I go, got, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I got to give a shout out to my girlfriend Amy, who has like the two popular books. Uh, go the fuck to sleep. Love that love book. That one, yeah. Love that book. Have you ever seen the the celebrity read that book? I love. Oh Samuel. yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, that's and, uh, uh, what is it? Children of the Ultimate Cockblockers. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. A couple of kids' books she has there. Like they're awesome. I wish I could have read those to Emma nine years ago. I was like, go to fuck to sleep. I wish I had. That. Shut up. You know you said that to her. Oh, I said it. I didn't say. Yeah, add it in. Add it in with the words. However. Big thanks, by the way, to Conrad Thompson, Bruce Pritchard for their time tonight. Um, episode 100, we have to go back and thank a lot of people. Mark Slaughter, Nathan Hunt, Bill Starkey, Mike Riccardi, Gary Wolf, Jim Laritz, Joe, Road War Animal, Laurenitis. Am I missing people? Help me here. Uh, uh, we've had countless, you know, in-house guests, uh, obviously. Stryker, Dino, Eric, Ryan, Stryker, uh, Nick Lynch. Yeah. Yep. Uh, our, our boy Pokey right over here yeah. right now. Our very own in-house. Eddie Focus. Eddie who, Focus look, from like halfway in, through the, you know, halfway through the first season was on board and behind enemy lines, sort of say, at first before he became a, uh, a face of the shore. <laughs> a short, you know, totally. I mean. Let's be honest. I'm was, just a keyboard jack. It was, it was, yeah, it was a. I'll buy it. It was a great. It was a great addition to uh, an already fantastic show. When sometime late June, early July last year, 2016, where you and I sat down and said Ed should be here every week, and it made it better. It really did. It made it better, and we grew, and we continue to grow. You know, whether I agree with them, don't agree with them, want to punch them in the face, want to hug them, it doesn't fucking matter. Ed, you make the show better. And I thank you for that. I really do. And I'm sure Mike feels the same way. Um, all those people I just mentioned, uh, Algiers, Vikings, Sublime Inc., Stand Tall, everybody, you guys have contributed to this show. For Falcon her. Dave just did uh, my girl's uh, tattoo on her wrist. Somebody actually. get that woman down here so we can put it on the fucking feed and see the tattoo. Poke, you're on. You gotta Hit go. it. Yeah, I know, I know. Go he's got to go. I was going to say, I was going to scream, but that that's just not. No, don't work. scream. That's Jerry Springer shit. Um, he, I thank you. I thank you. I, I, I thank a lot of people. There's uh, Jason Blue. While you're up there, uh, go to the WWE website and order the. Uh, yeah, buy a belt, motherfucker. Buy the Diamond Dallas Page uh, workout yeah, video. Yeah, get DDP yoga, motherfucker. Um, real quick, uh, www.prowrestlingtees.com. What, what are you doing to him, Rachel? <laughs> Boy is getting husky. Go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash. I didn't know he was a husky fan. Bruce Pritchard. Don't put a T in his name. Put a T on your back. I plan on going there this week and getting myself a Conrad Thompson full T-shirt. I want to wear it here. I want to take a picture. I want to send it to Conrad. Well, he's gonna he's gonna call you. He is, and he, and Bruce will call me when it's yeah. done. Uh, Lady J just got a tattoo from Sublime Inc., one of our earliest sponsors, and she is going to point right there at the camera and show it to the world. Oh, wow. That looks beautiful. Then you can explain. Explain it. You have a microphone and everything. Sit down and join us. 
No Jerry Springer here. No Jerry Springer. No Jerry Springer. Okay. Uh, yep, I have, um, it's called The Mother's Celtic Knot. I, uh, from the time my son was born, I really wanted this because he has a very Irish name to begin with, part Irish. Um, so the Mother's Celtic Knot was just, I don't know, my, the most beautiful way I ever wanted to express my son in a tattoo. And then it continues as a bracelet around my whole wrist with, and connects with his initials, ELW. It looks beautiful. And they actually took it to mimic the butterfly that I already have. Mm -hmm. On your left wrist, you have the butterfly. And on your right wrist, you have the uh, Celtic Celtic knot. Yeah. That's fantastic. And that's Falcon Dave Kovalik, by the way. Yeah. Show them. And if you want a tattoo like that, you go down to Sublime Inc. in Groton, Connecticut. You can see Falcon Dave Kovlik, which is who you saw. Yeah, he yep. was great. He was really awesome. You can go see the Batgirl, Dana Bats. You can go see. She was the- out getting chicken nuggets. Was she really? Yeah, she was out. Yeah, you can go see the not. You can go see the not so furry Justin Fur. Or for he, this he special house, actually, one hundredth episode. If you want to go get a sick tattoo, you go see. Dave wasn't in house to see me either. Kruger! You tell him the Loki Jaboni show sent you. You see what happens from there. That is a beautiful tattoo, dear. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, I, I'm over the moon. This was fucking fantastic. Um, Good episode, Bruce, absolutely. I had no idea. Seriously, I had no idea that Bruce and Conrad would be in the same fucking room together. That was... I, fi- I figured something was going on when they didn't like call you back directly, you know what I'm saying? And, and you're over there sweating bullets. Like I was back. sweating like nobody's business. I'd worked six weeks on this. I told you, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I You knew- know me. You know me. Well, I'm, a, I'm a detailed I, I guy. I know you, but I'm I also know guy. how these people are. Like when people like and that's what I'm gonna say, like the the cool thing is I wanna I wanna say that as as much as we do live in a social media generation. A lot of people step up into this social media mm-hmm. generation. Sure. And these are a group. When when they say that they're going to become a part of something, mm-hmm. they don't usually back out. So when he's sending a message being like, hey, dude, uh, they ain't got Skype. Yep. I bought so it. So why don't you come on over here? We're just going to go on this hangout shit. Uh, I got this thing ready to go. Let's go. You know? I was um, I was floored, amazed, thrilled, thankful that these guys in the same room Gave us, what, 45, 50 minutes of audio gold that I will never forget as long as I live. And I'm glad that these two guys were a part of episode 100. I can't ask for better. The only thing I could have asked for was like fucking Freddie Mercury to come back to life no, and do the show. Happen. No, it's not. But we got Bruce Bridger. Uh, we could have got, got a million bucks, too. That would have been great, too. Right? But, hey, actually, I've been talking to a seance. And I booked a oh, special guest, dear God. the lead singer of Queen. No, I didn't. No, you didn't. I'm cracking this beer in honor of Conrad Thompson and Bruce Pritchard, the Miller Lite that they love so much that they do on their show. I'm holding it up. I want you guys to see this. I'm pouring it in on the uh, chalkboard. On Would the you stop the- acting like Shut this is a different thing for you? Up, Ed. Or we're cutting your funding. All right. Well, it says, that's hashtag, exactly it. Hashtag light for Conrad right here. So, Can I just uh, say something? Like, I'm the only one who's not drinking the pussy beer. No. That, whoa. You want to go there? Zach and I shared eight fucking great IPAs today, and you barely choked down one. 
So don't I give choked me that it shit. down. It was just nasty. As All fuck. right. Well, if you want to hear this continue going on, we need to see you on to the extra. Exactly. We got some uh, guys, bonus wrap footage. it up, guys. Thank you all very much. 100th episode. Cannot believe we're here. We couldn't be here without you guys. Thank you all very much. Love us. Share us. Real subscribe quick. Subscribe to us. Real quick. Next week, it was brought to my attention that we should do like a uh, reflection show. The hundred episodes. What was our favorite? What was our least favorite? What's good? What's bad? What's not? And I have a guest, maybe, possibly, almost lined up for next week. And can we do a reflection show next week? No, we refuse. Fuck you. I'm talking to him. <laughs> I don't know. I got to get a hold of Frodo and I got to get a hold of Sam. See if I got to go on that ring quest and if we can get in the reflection in the mirror. We'll see what's going on. All right. Guys, make sure you share us and love us. We'll see you guys next week and we will see you on the Facebook page. Chime in. Let us know what you think. Patreon and donors, get ready. For your Patreon donors, a dollar an episode. You can join in on the bonus content right now. Coming up soon.